So think of a word. I just, all I'm trying to do is think of a better word than you. So... Good luck. I got the limes. <laughs> that's that's what you'd like? I no, got the not, crabs. It's not one word. <laughs> <laughs> limes. Limes. You're terrible at this. I am. Pulp Kutcher. What's the name of that restaurant we went to? Gyugaku. What is it? G-Y-U. Right. Gyukaku. 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 Bless you. That's mine. Gyukaku. Bless you. How was dinner with drivers? Gyukaku. You want to set it up, Sean? No, yes. You say something. You say something, Sean. All right, fine. All right. Rutledge Wood, Tanner Faust. If you could describe this pizza dinner in one word, what would it be? Gyukaku. Hinta <laughs> Don't worry. Zinza binduwa. I also speak Cantonese. <laughs> <laughs> and now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. All right, welcome to Dinner with Racers. I am Sean Heckman. I'm Ryan Eversley. And uh, if you don't know who we are, fine. Don't worry about it. So anyway, we are uh, coming to you from somewhere between Florida and Atlanta as we head home here on October 31st, 2015. Uh, We have been traveling around the country in uh, what car, Ryan? My Acura MDX. Ah, What tires? We are on Continental Tires. Lovely. And anyway, so we met up with a handful of people in racing that we thought were interesting drove around the country to meet up with them, and we took them all to dinner. So uh, no agenda. We didn't have a structure. A lot of them we didn't even know. Uh, but it seemed like a good idea at the time. Wrong. So uh, Wrong. how many miles? 8,000 miles. Nice. How many states? 20, which is 19 too many. And uh, it took us about 30 days to do this, to have 27 meals, all so that you, the listener, could turn around and tell us everything that we did wrong. So next up, Rutledge Wood. And Tanner Faust, host of American Top Gear on History. And uh, Rutledge also being an Atlanta guy, I've known him for a couple of years. We have a really cool backstory on how we know each other, which is in, in, uh, included. And uh, Tanner brought us cocktails. So we're skipping around a little bit. Uh, Rutledge we actually met up with in Southern California in a city just north of Los Angeles. And uh, Rutledge we'd kind of been playing phone tag with for a few days because he didn't know what his, what his schedule was going to be because they're shooting Top Gear right now, and so every day was kind of a, a moving target. But right as we're about to leave, Ryan gets a phone call. Yeah, Rutledge and I are buddies, and he was doing us a huge favor by giving us some time while they're shooting. And because he's on set, he goes, hey, uh, can Tanner Faust come with me? And now this is Tanner Faust, who's known for drifting, uh, recently moved to the X Games, is driving in GRC, factory Volkswagen driver at Andretti Autosport, in addition to hosting uh, Top Gear. Of course, we were like, well, I guess. Sure, fine. Anyway, so it turns out to have been one of the best times we could have had. These guys were awesome to hang out with. We cover a a ton of subjects. We get into how they met. It's amazing. If there's one thing you should Google and know about before you listen to this, it is uh, the celebrity Dom DeLuise. Very important to the the, uh, interview. Dom DeLuise. Google search. We learn about how uh, Ryan first met Rutledge years ago 
And isn't this when a rat ran by us yeah. at no. the uh, hotel? <laughs> <laughs> so we met up at a hotel that we're not going to give out for their sake. Uh, but uh, we brought over some pizza and never ate it. And uh, I had a chicken sandwich. And Tanner <laughs> brought us cocktails. Tanner did bring and, and he was very proud of bringing us limes. Yeah. So on Enjoy. we go. So thanks to Continental Tires for uh, making this possible. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. You the best. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah, that's proper to do that. You're so sweet. Yeah, I'm telling you. Where'd we go? Is this Crown? Bullet? Where'd you go? They didn't have Bullet. They didn't have Crowns. It's Makers. Oh, fair. great. Even better. Hey, thanks, Biatch. Mm. <laughs> we cooked things on our table at dinner. <laughs> Sean, can you toast with the Snapple? I don't Absolutely. know. I know. I've, I got no problems if you don't. <laughs> hey, here's to here's to fun times with Cheers. friends, Cheers. making yeah. new friends. Pasadena style. There we go. Pasadena, where are you at? All. <laughs> all right, put the f***ing headsets on. Okay, great. He's making magic. I'm sorry, you guys. He he he's good at drinking and talking without being older. I am not so. No, there's that's fine. Yeah, but there's I guarantee you there's been worse already. <laughs> Some sin sin. Sennheisers? <laughs> I know that's what a lot of our... Um, yeah, when people look at me, they think that guy's professional. All right, let's break or break. There we go. Yeah. You Should I be hearing stuff in both ears? No. I wouldn't know. We're not that professional yet. Oh, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Am I in your head now? This is what it's like in rally racing. It's just you hear every breath. I did a, I did a ride <laughs> drive once with Ariel Adams. Yeah, and I shouldn't have because it was like the scariest thing I've ever done. In an aerial? In the passenger seat. Oh, shit. It's with the official school that did it out in Texas at Crescent Motorsports Ranch, which is like no walls but nothing to really stop you from just going off for miles. And we get there, and it was totally sold to us that, like, you know, you're going to be driving a lead follow car all day. And then we get there, and they're like, yeah, just hop in the passenger seat, and you're going to get, like, $200. And you're like, (laughs) sold to you. That's that's when the ride and drives are good, when they have to – Pitch the job right. to the people that are getting paid. How do I turn it down just a little bit? Oh, yours is too loud? Are you too loud? I just, in, it's my own voice is just in, in really loud. My ears. Little, little lower. How little am lower, I? Lower. Do I sound okay? You That's sound good. Great. Good. Good. Yeah. I feel like I always have to shout. No, you won't. Okay. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have fancy headphones. My first ride and drive was like that. Yeah. Was uh, for the Viper. It was Viper challenge day or something yeah. like that so you know there's the viper racing series that was at gateway international raceway it's uh like st louis yeah the next weekend so this was the viper invitational where everybody's supposed to bring their street cars out you get a skip barber guy in there with some khaki shorts right right and the radio a white polo all right and they climb into the car and then you do some laps around in the passenger seat and do hand signals and stuff like that yeah. but because there was the race the next weekend all the racers came out for the free test day basically uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys with 1,300 horsepower drag racing cars would show up, and they're in seats. They've got full suits <coughs> on, and you, like, burn yourself on this exposed exhaust pipe climbing in, and then you're like, okay, go, and they get on the straightaway and these soft sidewall tires. Keep. I'm enjoying your story. And the uh, – <laughs> anyway, it was treacherous. We had uh, one instructor go in the wall hard enough that it rode off the, the sixth Viper ever made. Good. And uh, Skippy actually had to go buy him a new one because the instructor uh, yeah. was driving. Oh. A 15-year-old kid the, was driving the 15-year-olds around. 
as a passenger. We almost had that happen the other day. Yeah. With a 12-year-old. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> that Minus the crash and or? the actual <laughs> car being there and the actual kid being there, but it was close. Sometimes <laughs> to, to get the cars we get on Top Gear, you have to go through some kind of interesting hoops if there's not, like, a press car. And someone with a very nice high-end car said, like, oh, yeah, you can totally do it. I just need you to do, like, a, a webisode uh, featuring my 12-year-old. Right. On a racetrack, right. in this two hundred thousand dollar car, and the mo- sometimes you hear things, and the moment it comes out, you think this is a terrible idea. We should not be a part of this, right. and so you th- you're like, no, but we need the car, right? So we go, okay, well, how can we do this? We start thinking about it, and then every five minutes, you're like, a twelve year old, <laughs> a twelve year old <laughs> in a two hundred thousand dollar supercar. This this doesn't seem like a good idea, and so then you're like, all right. Or we'll an amazing the, idea. We'll call the track and tell them to tell us no. That we can't do it. When yeah. we <laughs> ask this question. Right. That didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. No, it was still going to happen. We were and we're like, the insurance will shoot this down. No. Nope. For once, insurance is like, oh, that's fine. We don't care. That's fine. Yeah. And then finally, we're like, guys, seriously, none of us are going to do it. The three of us won't do it. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, that's cool. We actually have the same car. From another guy, which just without the kid, and you're like, you why, why didn't we? <laughs> it's you know what, you s- it's tough because you see both sides of that, right? If you were the dad, and there was somebody knocking on your door, and you're a business guy, and okay, you know they want something you have, and then you have the opportunity to set your kid up with a, a something that may help, mm-hmm. you know, in in his dream, right? You get it, but on the other hand, you just don't want to be that like guy wadding the yeah. viper up into the wall with the the. You know, the kid. Do you ever do like seat. a? Do you ever do like a fancy intro for this? Are you gonna make well, like? Well, a, well when we finish it, I hey, think, hey, I think this I is our Ryan show. And Sean. <laughs> I just walked up with a tray of drinks. What do you want? And then we yeah. hit go. We hit the button. Yeah, but I mean, isn't That's that the your intro thing? Oh, can I have some limes? No, that was the intro. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan said we know who runs. We know I who's was like, the boss. It, I guess it's your show. Yeah. 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 Oh, I said I'm gonna need some limes. Yeah. Is this one of those things where because we're here, he's being really nice, but if we weren't, he'd be yeah. like, where are the limes? Yeah. Give me a lime. No. Fireplaces, that's it. Yeah. I'm out of here. He's like here. throwing glasses on the ground. Fireplace isn't lit. Total yeah. diva. Just pulls yeah. out a gun, starts shooting in the air. Yeah. Yeah. What are these LED lights? Oh, my God. I like this. This this lighting is nice. Yeah. I feel like, did you ever see the show Parenthood? No. Oh, gosh. A show? Or? I, reason number one, you're single. You didn't watch Parenthood. <laughs> wow, we're going there. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you right <laughs> Welcome now. Welcome to my world. Oh, yeah. I give this guy all the time. Yeah, you know what I need is I need uh, <laughs> six kids. Is that how many you have? I have three. <laughs> it seems like six. <laughs> my truck is full. I can't have any more. We're going to have to call it there. But they had some really nice overhead lighting <laughs> like this. These old, like, classic you lights. You should have this in your backyard. We do. Enjoy. Oh, of course you do. You do. Yeah. Of course you oh, do. Just yeah. got a yeah. few of them. You got to come over one day. I don't know why we're hanging out in California because we're never home. I was telling Sean this on the way here. I'm like, we see each other at the airport all the time, right? And then it's like, okay, I'll see her again, and then it'll be in like, like Hot Rod Power Tour in Wisconsin or something. Oh, that was so awesome. Yeah, but it's just random stuff like that. I'm already excited about the Power Tour next year. Yeah, are you going to bring? Because you didn't do much on it this year, did you? I I didn't make it this year. It was like the one, but didn't trip that I could make with my kids. We were supposed to the uh, on loss in transmission. I did in in our like off season. Yeah, I built my wife a '49 Chevy truck, the brown one, with the white walls, and we were gonna take that. And then I realized like this was the only family trip that I knew I could make, and uh, Magnaflow didn't have their big rig out there, so it was like I was gonna go do something for Magnaflow, but at someone else's spot. And they were like, it's it, "Why don't we just wait?" I went, "Okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> fine." I'm gonna Good. go instead. Went to Chicago, and saw. 
what I would consider the worst parade I've ever seen. Okay. Lovely little town named uh, Arcola. It's a town where the guy created the Raggedy Ann and Andy doll. Oh, sure. And uh, went to a, God bless him, 30 people maybe in total in the parade <laughs> and maybe 40 <laughs> spectators. And it was like really touted as a big deal. Wow. That was the kind of stuff that I got to see since I didn't go on the power tour. Nice. But nice. you guys went on like a family vacation, right? I've yes. never seen the pictures. And yeah. we passed the entire power tour <laughs> on the day when That's it was right. all that That's rain. That's right. I saw you tweet about that. Oh, that yeah. was the worst, yeah. man. Watching these old dudes mm-hmm. in like a 32 Ford with maybe some Rain-X right. and, a, and a heavy prayer. Right. That was brutal. Did Emily Williams ever reach out to you? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm going to see her in Texas in a few oh, weeks. Oh, awesome. She sure seems delightful. She's kick-ass. Yeah, absolutely. And she's in with the roadkill dude. She likes him a lot. Right. And what's fu- what made me think of that was she was telling me a story because I got paired up with her for a day, and we kind of just drove her car around. Yeah. And uh, she was telling me how the day before, because there's so much camaraderie on that tour, as you've seen, where, like, if a car breaks down, there's, like, 12 more people pull over to help, no matter what it is. And so her boyfriend, Aaron, like, has to take a leak, and they're in the middle of nowhere, so he pulls over to take a leak, and sure enough, like, six cars pull over at the same time. Like, yeah. hey, you need anything? And he's like, duh! Yeah. He's, like, trying to put it away. I could use a hand. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> right. If you shake it more than once, you're playing with it. Yeah, that's you right. Got any hand warmers? Have you? <laughs> uh, that's what I, w- you know, that's what I wanted you to take your old, uh, your old Scion drift car if we ever find it. That, you know, Tanner has a TRD truck motor powered Scion TC that Pop Dacus Racing converter rear wheel drive. It was his drift car. Right. If you ever saw that Mulholland drive, I'm going to brag on you if you weren't sure that's you what this you're is. You're bragging on the car, but that's okay. It's well, I, d- I didn't drive it. The so car is awesome. The car is it awesome. It is such a badass car. You've it's got insane. You have a XB? I have an XB that Steph also built just okay, like yeah, Tanner's yeah. car, and mine has a. Two JZ Super Swap, right? Convert to rear wheel drive that my friend Johan built, and and Yo used to take it on, um, what's he that Gumball? And yeah, stuff? he took it on Gumball. Gumball and yeah. did Bull Run, I think. Uh, yeah, it was either, and I think he I basically think Gumball, yeah. got as close to losing his license forever as he could, right. and then parked it. And a year later, we used it on Top Gear. Tanner found out that I picked it, and he was like, "I'll take that." Thank right. you. Right. So instead, <laughs> they're like, "Yeah." Uh, t- so Tanner decided to take that car that you lined up. We'll wrap it like a taxi. And he obviously did it much better justice than I ever could. Sure. Uh, and I ended up with an El Camino that I bought. It was a huge piece of crap. How many of the cars <laughs> off the show you have you bought? bought? Oh, Way don't ask that question. Are you kidding me? His wife listens to the show. She doesn't know about half of them, I think. Oh, my God. Well, now that like they're all in one location... Yeah, I had to rent bad. an airplane hanger to put them all in. Man, but they're, they're not worth the airplane <laughs> right, hanger. Right. Like f- people think, you know, people think, oh, I saw you on TV. You must be rolling it. You're like, mm-hmm. no, dude, I bought a $400 car and I'm keeping it in a $700 building. Like it right. doesn't make any sense what I've done. And now, like one day, you just wake up and you're like, okay. So the insurance company, they take my call. I could call them 24 hours a day, and this chick will wake up. Yeah. Right. And her name's on the building, and it's because I have, I think. 15 cars insured, right. two motorcycles, two scooters that I got for my phone, like all this different stuff. And I realized, like, I, I have a problem. Yes, that's correct. On paper, <laughs> something's wrong with me. Now, it's enjoyment level, great. It's one yeah, thing. Good. I mean, the number, okay, so you have 15 cars insured. <laughs> it's what they are is what yeah, the it's problem a is. Volkswagen Jetta Crap truck. boxes. With yeah, two right? engines, one on each side. <laughs> and then it's a... Uh, a school bus with a snowplow and a flame shooter. Yeah. Well, I did ta- the legal department made me take the flamethrower off. Oh, really? Okay. But the school bus is great. Well, that just sucks then. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> totally not the same. Your BMW from uh, from Texas, yeah. it was an E30. Mm-hmm. 
jacked up on a Toyota 4x4 That's frame. That's right. Yeah, I just yeah. traded that for a 1972 Toyota Hilux pickup. Nice. Oh, you know what? I know you need a truck. You might love it. Let's see it. It is like the king of patina this is how because it, works. it is rusting away. This guy... We email back and forth at like one thirty in the morning, like Craigslist <laughs> links and and like That's how old C ten trucks. He yeah. loves yep. he loves my sixty one. So my yeah. sixty one pickup, I also got that from my friend Yo. Yo's the one that started uh, Rogue Status and DTA. Oh, okay, and that's how I first heard about him. <laughs> how rad is, is awesome. that little thing, right? It's got some sort of old ladder rack on the very top. Yeah. Jesus, you'd have it would be a step ladder, I think. But I think so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Yo built that truck also, and I saw it. I knew about him way before I ever met him. And then my friends in Atlanta at S3 Magazine introduced us at SEMA probably five years ago, six years sure. ago. And he's just one of those dudes that's just, like, the most chill, like, happy people in the world. That is And so I just started being like, truck. hey, anytime you want to get rid of stuff, you tell Let me. Let me know, right? And I think, boy, that truck, he sold it to a friend who the hood – so the truck was in S3 years ago. That's the first time I saw it. It's flat black. But the hood was painted like a giraffe, um, how they have those kind of big, like, spots. Right. And it was black and silver and glossy. It was really nicely done. That was the only thing painted on the truck. So it really it made no sense and total sense at the same time. <laughs> and it was airbagged. It's on, uh, it's on a ride tech. And he sold it to his friend who the hood came up while he was driving on, like, the 405. So it smashed the roof, windshield, everything else. And then his friend just parked it somewhere. But it was still in Yo's name. So one day he gets this letter like, by the way, you owe us a bajillion dollars and your car's been impound, all this stuff. And he's like, I haven't seen that thing in a year. And he went down, picked it up, put a new hood, just placed it on there. And that's how it we ratchet strapped it on. And <laughs> uh, our buddy Victor from oh, Emergency yeah. Hookers, best towing name ever. You've seen his truck at Long Beach. He's hidden right over by that, that big right-hander with the rumble strips that are so huge. Yeah, and it yeah, says, yeah. Uh, emergency hookers, you blow it, we tow it. Right. Which is pretty solid. That's marketing. That guy, he, Victor uh, loves me and can't stand me at the same time because they're always <laughs> like, hey, I need you to go get this car. Uh, you can only get it for about 15 minutes in the afternoon. It doesn't run, and it's going to be impossible to move. Yeah. So there Thanks. you go. Yeah, so figure, that's figured out. That rusty Hilux, that's. That's, that's right up your alley, of course. It's perfect. Yeah, that's like that you've written all over Throw it. some seat covers in there. It needs a vintage set of, like, Japanese wheels. <laughs> of course it does. You'd be just killing you it on the streets. You put some, like, lattice-style BBSs on it yes. or something. Yeah, exactly. Some old Inkies yeah. or yeah. Inkai, I think, is the correct Are you going to take the ones off of a car that I'm working on on the show? Yeah, we're, so we're, we're – <laughs> yeah, My see, problem is see, I like cars so much I can't stop. I will I, – and that's like you'll see. I'll keep sending you links for trucks. Is that a rat? Did anyone see that? I saw that. There's a rat that just ran into Look the fireplace. <laughs> well, what kind of fancy place are they putting us here, Tanner? Well, I mean, I got the lime, so I don't know what else you want. <laughs> so. You're supposed to get the, the rat a drink. Yeah. Wow. Apparently. I'm glad uh, you saw that. Yeah, yeah, we have pizza. Apparently so. We're building uh, one of the shows that, that we're working on, uh, and it'll come out. So we, we started shooting Top Gear again like three weeks ago, and people thought we were canceled because Adam got hurt. And couldn't drive for like eight months. So I started shooting the other show, and people, like, the internet sucks, as you know. How did he get hurt? Like, show related? Or so he got hurt at a show, not on the show. Okay. Tanner and I were both in our, we were driving new trucks, and we were both on the phone. And all of a sudden, we realized that Adam is missing. And Tanner's like, hey, did you see where Adam went? I was like, no, but his, his car's gone. And we start looking around, and everyone's just standing there. So finally, we're like, hey, guys, where's Adam? Oh, he's uh, he's on his way to the hospital. 
We think he broke his collarbone. Oh. And we're like, what? <laughs> so I guess we're done here. <laughs> so that's the day. I'll change my flight. Went <laughs> home, came back a few weeks later. And I can't I, – I will say this. We've never said what happened. Right. He says it in the show. He says about six different things that it could be, and it's one of them. Okay. But it's the most <laughs> ludicrous thing I've ever seen, and, and it should never have happened. the byproduct is we had um, – oh, my gosh, uh, Gilbert. Uh, we had – it was Lance Gilbert, who's a famous stunt coordinator. His dad, who's also – who did um, Blues Brothers. He stunt coordinated Blues Brothers. He uh, – did Butch Cassidy, oh, wow. like I mean, super legend yeah. in the stunt world. Actually, right around here in Santa Clarita, this is like Stunt Valley, okay. right here where all the stuntmen live. And so he came in one of the shows and was the oh, old that's guy right, driving for Adam. <laughs> so the thing was, Adam got hurt and he couldn't do the driving, so we got the stunt guy to do it. And you know, he'd been coordinating for fifty years. He, he hadn't really. He been was doing in stunt like driving. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, yeah. right? Yeah. Riding a horse off the. the yes. Oh, nice. He'd done so Dude, the amazing. guy was a legend, really. <laughs> he, he was a thousand years old. Adam had to strap himself in with this. You remember just once he got a hold of the Corvette, remember what they call it? What was his name? This the stunt guy. Uh, his last name was Gilbert. I'm trying to remember because <laughs> Adam's just Adam's just shouting his name with his thick New York accent the whole time. Oh my god! And he wrecked that vet he five did. minutes in. Oh yeah, <laughs> R- wheel tires completely off the rim. Only half as much as Adam would have. Right, I was gonna say it actually yeah. wasn't any worse than it. Well, sure. Adam. You <laughs> just give him enough time, he can kill anything. But it was. But we had that guy on, like, uh, so there were a couple shows where Adam mysteriously just couldn't drive because he had a bone poking out It was the gnarliest looking thing. Like, it just all of a sudden, just, here's this. So he had to to wait for the swelling to go down, then try to figure out could he not do surgery, and so he tried all these different things, and they're like, nope, that's just, your arm's just going to dangle around forever. So he had to have his rotator cuff and something else fixed. So he couldn't drive for, like, eight months. Yeah. And so since the internet knows everything, everyone's like, oh, it sucks, your show got canceled. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, wait, d- it's not canceled. We're just not, we can't shoot. My man can't move his arm. So the other day, he's <laughs> he's been driving, since we started shooting. Canceled. It's it's super heavy intensive, as you can imagine. We basically shoot Top Gear sun up to sundown when you do it. And we're sitting there at the table, and all of a sudden, his arm just goes like, boom, right. just sitting Spasms. there. And we're like, what was that? Like, like a nerve, <laughs> inches, a, a glass of water goes flying across the room. <laughs> and it happened one more time <laughs> while we were sitting there finishing dinner. And then he's like, I just got to go to bed. Like, I got to yeah. lie down. And he went, oh, man. <laughs> got to go back in my bed and tie myself to the right. mattress. This is forever. <laughs> I'll be here, right? Bless his heart. So we're, we've done some dumb stuff on the show. But what my man did was, was, was legendary nice. for what it was. So he's... We he's great. We had breakfast with Paul Fanner, who runs Racer Magazine as well as many other things. Sure. And one of Sean's favorite stories, I'll let you tell it about Racer and the internet and how the internet. Oh, works. with the uh, yeah the world's best article. So just to sort of put this in perspective, so uh, Racer Magazine puts out uh, an article in what June, yeah, July, June, July yeah. announcing that the end of year IndyCar banquet is going to be in San Francisco. Pretty mundane, four paragraphs, really nothing else to yeah. tell. First forum comes. It's, yeah. it's like, typical IndyCar. <laughs> Dude, he's like, what the hell? <laughs> These guys are too big for their britches, San Francisco. Yeah. It's right. Not just What's like, wrong with well, maybe you? It's, it's convenient. a banquet yeah. post. Right. It's literally not for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's something they probably had to put out 
just for logistics. You kind of appreciate the passion on one level. I, yeah. Like you need the interested <laughs> parties, but it doesn't always have to be. This the is why Tanner's side. popular with fans, by the way, because he's <laughs> yeah. always going to take. Like, well, oh, no, it's great. So he obviously was was not real jazz that they went crazy about it, but that was his like. He just didn't understand, right? Like, why would you go and crap on right. a banquet in San Francisco? Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, but that so that's always got to be a thing for you guys, though, because obviously just being anything with the label Top Gear has <coughs> to be huge shoes to fill. And I'd imagine the internet hate, especially in season one, had to be horrible. Wow. I oh, it was pretty big, yeah. yeah. It was I'm solid. Yeah. I had no idea how many people could dislike me in an <laughs> instant. But when they said, hey, here are the Top Gear hosts. Sure. Two years before, because I'm a smart ass, <laughs> I got invited to go to the banquet for NASCAR. And I fundamentally didn't want to wear a suit because I don't think I should have to dress up for a sport that half the people don't wear a shirt to. Right? You and, and Robin I, Miller. I love it. Well, would you settle for a tuxedo T-shirt? I would have. Because I would see you in that. <clears throat> yeah. Instead, I was instructed, no, you have to have a tux. So I rented Tell me you went big. Here a it goes. pink tuxedo. Attaboy. Yep. Attaboy. Yep. And it <laughs> was about six <laughs> sizes too big for me. Yep. <laughs> it was gym clipped together in the back. And so I wore it there thinking, now this was back in the Speed Channel days, right? I wore it there thinking, like, here's your tux. Yeah. What now? I got, I got you. Throw I got the you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most people liked it. A handful didn't, which is why I wasn't the invited right people, back for several years. The right years. people liked it. Yeah. But the <laughs> idiots that put out the announcement, hey, here's your Top Gear U.S. lineup, used a picture of me <laughs> in this pink tuxedo. <laughs> and, of course, like the number one reaction is like, what the hell is the fat dude in the pink tuxedo doing? Right? Now, keep in mind. Clarkson, even still now, my man's as big as a house, right? Like, I don't have a gut. He's got, like, a basketball tucked under his shirt. And I'm not hating, but, like, he's happy. He's He's fine, fine, right? I'm fine. I've had these man boobs all my life. They're going to stay with me. (laughs) But when strangers come out of the woodwork to just immediately tell you how much you suck, they haven't seen a single thing. Like, we shot a bunch of stuff together before they ever said, hey, you guys are on the show. Okay. Right? And Tanner was part of the original NBC pilot. And so when that didn't go uh, and it went to history, I got a call because a race fan loaded something up on YouTube illegally that I had done on race day, right? A million years before with John Schneider from the Dukes of Hazard. Nice. And <laughs> did you notice? And nope, I and didn't notice. He and I were riding a General Lee, <laughs> and the whole time I just kept calling him Bo. I would never you call him Of course John, not. You got right? it. Right? Yeah. Because he's Bo. And I was like, <laughs> so uh, Daisy, wasn't your, she wasn't like your real cousin, right? <laughs> like no, that's an actress, Catherine Bach. It's like no, 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 but I mean she's not like your first cousin, <laughs> right? Right, Bo. Right, Bo? right. Come yeah. on, Bo. Just you can Come love on, with me, but y'all ever like go see a movie or <laughs> go to dinner? And somehow Speed left it in, right? And probably twelve people saw it. Who knows? Right. But one of them loaded it up onto YouTube illegally. And then our original executive producer, a guy named John Hessling, saw this. He was looking at basically everybody that had been on cars for TV in, in the U.S. for like the last 10 years. And he saw that and he thought, this kid might be funny. So I get a phone call one day thinking someone's trying to sell me something. I was like still in the phone book at the time. If you see that rat, tell me. <laughs> Seriously. I got one shoe off here. And, and so the whole time, the entire process, I didn't have an agent, a manager, anything. I kept thinking, there's no way I'm going to get this show, so I'll remember everything I can so that when I tell my friends, like, when we're watching the show, like, oh, this guy was cool, this right. guy's a total douche, like, whatever. And then somehow they called one day, and they're like, hey, we need your lawyer's info in case we want to make you an offer. And I was like, yeah, 
I don't have that on me. Let me get on that. Let me call. Let, yeah. me, let me just make a call. I called Kyle Petty in a panic. I was like, dude, <laughs> I think I got the show. What do right. I do? Right. He said, call this guy. Give him this guy's number. I'll call him right now. He'll take care of everything. That's, That's awesome. awesome. So then yeah. when I got it, I was like, well, now I have to forget all of that stuff that I had like, mentally cataloged, or I'm going to seem like the huge douche. Be like, this goes all right. <laughs> Tanner and I had shot a bunch of stuff, and I bet I'm sure, I don't even know if he remembers. Like When Tanner showed up, I was like, holy shit, Tanner Fowl. <laughs> like, this is... Being a huge, like, I've always loved drifting, right? Because I was always into import cars. So, like, from your, like, Toyota Corolla GTS, Hachiroku, initial D days, like, I was in. Right. So, I remember the first time that, like, D1 was here and the Drift Alliance and everything. And this this rad little dude named Tanner starts kicking everyone's ass. And so, because I knew, like, Steph when he was racing import drags and everything else. Yep. So, when Tanner's there, I was like, oh, you guys, that's Tanner Fels. This is awesome. Uh, hey, how you doing? What's up, dude? Hey, I'm, uh, Play I'm cool. Rutledge. Play cool. like, what is it? You're very handsy. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> so, like, nothing has hey, changed. Hey, man. <laughs> nothing has changed. I just want to touch your phones. <laughs> and, like, there was a couple, <laughs> other, there's a couple other guys there, and I'm sure I was just super fanning out, right? Yeah, yeah. And they were all like, well, this guy's not going to make it. <laughs> it was fun to see you, buddy. Let him have his moment. And then they start asking me questions. And people are like, why does he know this stuff? Like, what a door. No one knows this no stuff. No one knows this stuff. It's So um, you didn't know Messick no. before that? I didn't okay. know anybody. Okay, because Me- Messick was the other executive producer. Scott Messick, great guy. He was great. And he was really the one that kind of had the vision for the show not being like the British show. Right. Okay. Just kind of branching off a little bit. And he told me. <clears throat> during the shooting, I was like, oh, how do you know Rutledge? And he's like, oh, I know Rutledge. Um, his uh, dad has cooked for this uh, some event or something like that, uh, and, and he told me his name, and it was, you know, it's him. That guy? Who is that, from Cannonball Run? <laughs> Are you saying Dom DeLuise? Yes, yeah. he told me that Tom DeLuise was your Dom. dad. <laughs> With Dom. With Sorry, Dom. yes. <laughs> Anything after 97, I don't remember. Foggy. Yeah. Foggy. Just take when that. When Tanner started driving, he stopped listening. It's right. true. It's actually more like 97. Tom Deluise is your dad. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But Dom? Hugely disparaging right out the gate. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, dad, I could. I, the I morbidly mean, obese chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that guy's son. I was dad. like, oh, okay. I, yeah, no, I can see it. In the beard. It was in the beard. And Come yeah, on. I, I believe like I three months in, you brought that up. I did. And you were like, what the F are you talking about? Why do you think I'm dumb? And I was like, no, seriously, like, does your dad still live in L.A.? Or, like, what's the, you know, does he still know Burt Reynolds? (laughs) You know? (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, what are you talking about? My dad's, like, lives in Georgia. Yeah. He's just Bill. He's just Bill. Bill and Claudia at the house. (laughs) I I believed him. And it did. It took a long time. I haven't told anybody that story, really. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. I can't believe you really thought it was. Tens of 20s. Of people yeah. weird. This yes. So, yeah. people so I, the, when we were trying out, one of the things we did, they rented some parking lot at, at some sort of um, Japanese church in L.A. that has this huge parking lot. That's we're out there. You know what? And I've shot movies in that parking Have lot you? for years. Hilarious. That, they make tons of money selling their parking lot. Right? It's just gigantic and flat, and there's no curbs, right? And I, there's maybe one light pole in the whole thing. Yeah, it's right behind the Costco. It's like you <laughs> go around the mall, and right. then there's a little church and a giant parking lot. Okay. Huge. Yeah. It's got to be a thousand parking spots for a church that would hold twelve people. Yeah, yeah. it's like that. Yeah. And I had I had stalked Guy Fieri at a race in Sonoma 
two years before or something, right? And he knew me from Speed. And your dad. And, we, and, and my dad being Dom DeLuise, yes. obviously the cooking connection. Yep, right, yep. Right. We became buddies, and, and I was texting him and said, hey, I know you're not like a – a Southern California guy, but I'm going to be in L.A. in these days. You're going to be around. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm doing the Tonight Show. And so that day I was texting him like, oh, well, you know, here's where we're going to be. He said, yeah, I'm two minutes away doing Leno. I'll just come by. So here, like my, you know, like total like marketing guru, my hero, my mentor is like, I'm going to knock out the Today Show, and then I'll just drop by at the show you're auditioning. Sure. So here's this random kid again from Atlanta who snuck his way into NASCAR on TV, and they're like, hey, that's that dude from Diners, Drivings, <laughs> and Dives. Why is he here? I was like, oh, that's my friend. <laughs> and we put him in a car, and Tanner's like flinging around. At one point, Tanner's like, go sit on that couch, and then I'll do figure eights around you. And luckily, someone else brighter than me was like, mm, "That's a bad idea. Think about this. <laughs> we yeah. should we should not kill you before the show starts. Let's I wait." It was a pretty good idea. It was great. Guy loved it. But that those are those moments that I sat there and looked at later and went, "I think the only reason I got the show is I made John Schneider sound like a perv, and Guy Fieri showed up when I was trying out for the show. Like this is fantastic." Oh, and Dom DeLuise is your yeah. dad. And no, my dad. dad. There's dad a throwback there. Yeah. I think he's dead. You're like by a the legacy. Way. Dom, not my dad. My dad's fine, but Dom, I think is. Uh, yeah. You know. Hey, rest in peace. I think it was his heart. Was it a lovely funeral? I'm sure the service I was, was It was really nice. It was nice. We had corn dogs. Oh, good. Cotton candy. I mean, yeah. that was, was, that there was any resentment tough, too. <laughs> was there any resentment like, oh, of course, Dom DeLuise's kid is here. So, <laughs> yeah. like, Was there any of that? Yeah, no, you earned it was, this. It was like I kind of got it because, you know, he was super funny. <laughs> and it, Dom was. Yes. Right. And I was like, so no wonder. Okay, you grew up in that environment. That's why you're funny. And it's, around you know, cameras it, all the time. It all sort of it made sense. I wonder, what did you think? What did you think of me when we met? Did, did that even like register? You're just like, there's this guy. Maybe he can cook well. Uh, I thought she's probably a pretty decent cook. <laughs> and that, uh, <laughs> I mean, you had cooking friends showing up from the Tonight yes, Show. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> Like, Basically he's everything like, if he makes it. We're gonna eat well, right? Yeah. Everything the internet said about me, you thought the same thing. Um, in okay, so some of the first days, right, in that church parking lot, we had a Mitsubishi Evo. Mm -hmm. We were sliding around out there. I do remember the first time you drove it. You had an arm, literally, arm holding the driver door out of the thing, and your arm went like respectable, yeah. yeah, pretty far down <laughs> there. You were hanging. Felt like I was door. dragging my knuckles. Right. Yeah, it's like some turns it was here, some it was on the roof. So there was that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I still had my STI at the time. Yes, you and did. And I was real man, yeah. that was a fun time in my life. O four STI. Just you see why people love those cars so much. So when someone gives you an empty parking lot, like yeah, I'll yeah, eat these never tires get up. Yeah, you never get the let her rip. Many. But I it was just so the the craziest part of season one of Top Gear is that the videos, if you watch them, they're fantastic because it was People said, oh, you don't have the camaraderie, this, that, and the other. No, neither did anyone else the first time they got put together. But what sure. we were is you got to see, like, if we had come out of, the, uh, out of the gate and pretended like we had all known each other for years and we're so buddy-buddy, everybody would just eat and through and it would have been fake. So yeah. instead, you got to see us learning about each other. Right. And there was more talk about the cars. And as time has progressed, you kind of see that we're like, this is exactly why this guy would pick this car, because he's an idiot, or he's crazy, <laughs> or right, right. whatever the different things are. But what we didn't know is that we were trying, they were, someone was trying to do the studio lengths at that point, very similar to Top Gear, where it's three guys standing, there's people around. If you ask anybody that went, it was a great time. Okay, sure. It was fun. 
It was it was interactive. We tried all this different stuff. We you mean when you guys did it like the European style yes. at El Toro? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. And not many people know that <coughs> Rut used to be a, I mean this in a nice way, a fluffer. But for crowds, right? You were a crowd fluffer for a while. You're a warm-up guy. You can't make that <laughs> hand signal. I was holding a microphone <laughs> to my mouth. It didn't look like that. Okay. That was a microphone, It's clearly. a really big microphone. So you're you were an <laughs> audience warm-up guy. I, well, really just for us, I ended up – that's what I did no, for speed. No, I thought you I, did – yeah, you yeah. did that for speed, right? Yeah, that's yeah, how, that was my, my Craigslist job starting yeah. was to be the marketing guy for the – so, yeah, I it was great, right? We'd go out there, had fun with people. But when you watched the show, we yeah. looked asleep, and it yeah. was awful. Right, right. But we didn't know. We were sitting there watching it for the first time, going, "What just happened? Yeah, <laughs> this part looks like crap." <laughs> yeah, right. it was. Tri- it's tricky because there's, uh, you know, commercial breaks in the U.S., and so the rest of the show is already done, and there would be exactly 4.5 seconds for the bump out that's yeah. in studio. Yep. Yeah. So it's not like you can just sit there and riff. In the studio right. and be yourself. It's like these are the exact words. You can only spend exactly this much airport. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all the time you got. Yeah. yeah. And so it was very scripted in the studio, where the rest of the show there is no script. So it's right. it was a tricky thing to try to pull off, and it was you know 15 takes sometimes of different things because they would be two tenths of a second too yeah, long. Right. And you're trying to adjust the wording in oh, between. Oh, it was brutal. And, yeah, yeah. and the rest but of the world fun. doesn't really have BBC doesn't really have commercial breaks. Right. And so the 16 different, 16 minutes more to make the same show. Because sure. with commercials, at the time we were 44 minutes. Now I think it's 43. Why is that? TV just, they just keep taking. Hmm. Wow. They just keep getting. But when you watch season two and season three, when we started moving the studio inside and out, making it more interactive, if you talk to people that, that were there, that was really fun. Because for us, it was the only time we really get to connect with that audience. Because we can't, some of the stuff we do, you can't have people around. Because it's just not its not safe for us. Right. We don't want to put strangers sure. Where would you in, put them? in right. harm's way. And I think the, the biggest thing I think our show over the years, what it's lacked to me is the time. We just didn't have one summer. We didn't have time to do the Stig laps. And it was a six. We were doing like, because I think the most they can ever order is like 16. So we'll, sometimes we would do eight and eight. Um, sometimes we do 10 and six, that kind of thing. And so one summer run. They need us to do six shows for history to, to help intro another show, and we didn't have enough time to do the studios, what it basically came down to. Um, and El Toro, I'm not saying the people that run it smoke crack, but I think they're high because sure. what they <laughs> think that place is worth Oh, yeah, no, overnight. Yeah, I work out there all the yeah, time. It's it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's ludicrous. I don't know how you can sleep at night doing that, but that's really neither here nor there. <laughs> um, and, and so it's one of those things where they said, all right, we're going to try to do it without it, and, and we're going to see what happens. If it doesn't work, we'll go back, we'll do more, but we just have to deliver these fast. And so what they found was we got another, like, six or seven minutes overall, maybe more, to tell a story. And and our show and the U.K. show, the number one time that people would change the channel was any time they would go to the studio, right? That was your most likely time that people would change channels. And so <coughs> they found that people would stay longer. So all of a sudden, it's, like, basically out of our hands that, that the studio is gone. But the, the genius of the Stig Laps is always that you see the same driver in the same course in different cars. And that, that was the thing that I think I always loved the most about the UK show yeah. and about our show was that you could see, you know, how does it truly compare on the same thing? And that's what's fun, too, about putting, you know, celebrities out there in this car and watch it. Like Adam Levine was so mad because he got maybe one less practice lap than other people sure. because he had to go and do like Larry King live or something. And he was a charming guy, 
I really like his music. He was such a pouty bitch about it. <laughs> Just couldn't. <laughs> this is this is messed up. Like yeah, my cart's not right? fast enough. And yeah. even at the time, I don't, this was way before The Voice. Obviously, Maroon 5 was already selling a bajillion records. But he showed up. Remember, he had a V12 Aston. Yes. And, and my man looked like, of course, at the time, it's still dressed in that same way. He looked like he should be on the cover of, of any, like, magazine. Right. He didn't look like a dude that should drive an Aston because he had no idea what he was doing. Sure, sure. And so even that time in that little Suzuki or whatever we had, he loved it. And when you can see people light up that much for giving him this this seemingly rental underpowered. Car. Yeah, yeah, it's a rental car yeah. with a roll cage. Right. That was just so much fun to do. And we got to... That was cool because, like, we did, I think, two different times Make-A-Wish came out, oh, and cool. Tanner's taking him. Hen- John Hennessy was there one day with his personal CTSV wagon, and he basically just looked at Tanner's like, yeah, you just, just do burn whatever it down. you want. Yeah, yeah, burn it down. And he took that Make-A-Wish kit out there and just tire tracks everywhere. It was okay. so much fun. If you're wondering, I have no idea who the Stig is. I've still never met them. I think I have. Have you? You so might have. Today? No. No? Was it me? I thought so. Uh, I don't think it was well, me. You're my Stig. That, thank you. Yeah, buddy. I'm, I'm Stig's <laughs> fat American cousin. <laughs> Man moves Stig. That's a new bumper sticker. I haven't seen that one yet. I'm You're fairly my certain You're my Tanner knows, but yeah. he's really good at keeping a, a secret. But uh, I one day, me and Adam were really mad, and we we're like, we're grown-ass men. We should know. And they said, all right, you can meet him. You know what? I don't want to know. Yeah, no, now no, that I'm I good. can, I'm good. That's fine. Yeah. I just want to make sure I we're all wanna, on the same I page. I just want to whine about it a little bit. Yeah. I want to <laughs> have the option. I want to have the option. But, yeah, I like that – Spending time with somebody like Tanner and you and Andy Lally, and I realize so many – and I, I'm I'm like a make-believe race car driver, right, for my Toyota Pro Celebrity race time. But I realize that so many of you guys are cut from the same cloth. Yeah, it's pretty similar when you get out there and start talking to people. And it's just yeah. – it could be a rental car, a 72 – Local go kart track. Plymouth Scamp. Local go kart track. There's one mode, and it's I'm going to be faster than you. I'm going to beat the other guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not. We can have a great time. We can go to dinner later. But on this track, I don't know you. Right. I don't like you. I don't like you. <laughs> and I'm faster yeah. than you. It's been really fun to see that. Do you guys want pizza, by the way? No. Oh, do you want some? No, I'm this good. Is yours. No, no. Let's we went to it hours. It's hours. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. We went to a uh, – I convinced Tanner we needed to go to a Japanese barbecue place. That was delicious. Is it the one that – Gyukaku? Y- yes. Is yes. that how you <laughs> pronounce it? <laughs> yes. That was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, it we was don't good. have that yeah, stuff no, in Atlanta. I don't think I've ever seen you react so quickly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We were I just talking about that. Yeah, That's he was funny. Yeah, it's, it's like awesome. a local L.A. chain. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I think technically we fibbed because I don't think either of us followed them on Instagram. Wait, you didn't follow? I uh, did you? You got no. Did they recognize? <laughs> I thought I <laughs> thought you, you were going to. No. They said because it was happy hour. They said, "Oh, if you'll follow us on Instagram, you free get uh, free edamame." Yeah. Oh, <laughs> totally forgot. <laughs> Ate the crap out of that edamame. Really though. good. Yeah. That delicious. place we don't have stuff like that in no, Atlanta. No, that place is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it was just it was legendary. Yeah, there's just one on uh, Colorado Boulevard in Pasadena. Well, now we have to go. Yeah, we're going. You have to. It's uh, uh, we have a, a little bit of history back when Tanner was a single man. I'm a pretty good I don't want to brag. The best. Too late. Thank you. You're the best wingman <laughs> ever. Thank you. Uh, because my beautiful sweet wife loves me so much, we've been together 13 years, married 13 and a half, married 12 years. I don't mind making a fool of myself for the benefit of someone sure. else. Agreed. Got yeah. no qualms about it. Plenty of evidence. So yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just look online. So I don't mind going into a place and be like, oh, wow, look at this table. Oh my gosh, is that? 
Is that Tanner Faust? Is that two times X Games gold medalist, two time Formula Drift champion? Four? Four? <laughs> I'm so sorry. How dare I? <laughs> and so it's like this it's is like a bad romantic comedy, right? <laughs> We've had so much fun with that over the years. It's not near as much fun now. That he's got a girlfriend. It's just like oh, uh, I just sit there quietly in the corner <laughs> most of the quiet. time. Yeah, and so thinking anyway, about what it could it have been. It was never about Whose pizza. Is that? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It was never about the the of of anything actually materializing. It was just really fun just to, get to it go going. out there and be an idiot, and then watch Tanner just be himself. Right. Because that Nomex cologne thing—it's so real. <laughs> it is no so mix. real. I've never what's heard that. What's the uh, What's the worst he struck out? Ooh, that's Lots. yeah. That's yeah. happened a lot. Yeah. It's funny. It kind of happens enough that then that becomes its own like war story. <laughs> sure, sure. But sometimes you're like, hey, uh, hey, that chick over there. She said you should come down and have a drink. She she, she did not say that. <laughs> she <laughs> didn't. She didn't see him. She not. And Tanner kind of go over and be like, oh, what's up? <laughs> hey. Thirty seconds later, he's like, "Who did this?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to name. Who did? Was it you or right, you? Was right. Adam? Was it you? And Adam just sitting there smiling. What some of our favorite times I think is playing uh playing craps. Adam Adam may have been a lot of things in previous lives. <laughs> he may or may not have been in jail before. Mm -hmm. He certainly seems like he could have been. Right. But we were on the craps table three nights ago, two nights ago, and his pupils dilated. Right. And he's like, Throw the bone, take me to the candy store and he's like yeah, just he throwing dice everywhere. Oh yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea, man. He's a whole different person. Yeah, there's like thing. snap hand signals and crazy <laughs> things going on, and it's like he's he, got codes for everything. Yeah, no one yeah. knows what they mean. Yeah, he yeah. starts off like suggesting where to put bets, and then he's just taking your money and putting it places. And yeah, he, you, he, I've seen that before. I know some people in Vegas that were like hardcore gamblers in the past. Adam has a little bit of. That oh yeah. In there. Oh yeah. Yeah. He may. He's he always may, got a guy. Adam may not be his uh, name. He does seem like that. He might yeah. have a different name. He he might be like Carlos. He could be a Carlos. Luigi. We yep. have no idea. No. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that we don't shoot in Lancaster. or I mean, there's some towns, some gambling He's towns. He's probably not maybe. allowed in. Yeah. yeah, maybe Laughlin. We'd never go to Laughlin. We may have a history in Laughlin, Nevada. You really wanted to go to Pahrump last week after all the terrible stories came out, you're like, maybe Lamar Odom's like, maybe he's kind of got it. Maybe, maybe he knows what's it up. We should check it out. I mean, you just go <laughs> in. Now, this is like the stuff. you got to yourself. Tanner will bring this up at lunch. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, maybe Lamar Odom's got it right. You I know? mean, he seems like he knows what he's doing. Right? Yeah. Get a bunch of herbal Viagra, show up, have a fun for a few days, and then just disappear, man. Maybe, maybe we're all weekend out of it. Maybe we're all doing it wrong. And you're like, what? I would like, never say No, I that. just saw the news for 30 seconds. That's all I got, you guys. <laughs> I just want to be relevant. <laughs> is there more shrimp? Yeah, is there yeah. any more shrimp? <laughs> then I'm just disappear. <laughs> I there's a Spring Hill Raceway is there. That's why. I was oh right, right, right. Yeah. Never heard of it. Duh. Do you remember the time <laughs> we were shooting there and you were drinking till the sun came up? Nope. With our director? Nope. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> there was yeah, a you wedding. You had a pool table singing into a pool cue, which was impressive. I had been overserved. Be, this needs to be the show. Yeah, this I is agree. The show. But I don't. We started drinking in an RV once we were done shooting that day. It's when we were trying to drive from from LA to Vegas, and never touch pavement. And we finished up, and we were going to pick up the same spot the next day. But they they for some reason had an RV for us on that trip, and so we stopped. It took like six six stops till we finally found a bottle of Crown. Yeah. And then suddenly <laughs> everyone's in. Right. right? Yeah. And someone else was driving, but we we were in the back drinking. 
I tried to go to bed when we first got to the hotel, and I just something told me like, "You got to get back out there. <laughs> get back out there. That stuff's coming. Everybody's everybody's doing it." <laughs> so I was like, "All right." So I go back out, and we were at this tiny resort on the top of this mountain. Right, like a couple got married. A couple had gotten married, and they're not like your average couple. And I hope they're listening. Go on. But moments in, they basically start offering everyone that we're with drugs. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay, Which we're not that crowd, but that became like the best thing we'd ever heard. Like, we're so much fun. (laughs) Strangers who (laughs) are still in their tuxedo and their wedding dress are like, we should all go outside and get high. We need to give them drugs. Here's some pills. (laughs) And Tanner's like, keep me away from those two. (laughs) Keep me away from those. I said, I got it. Give me a pool cue. And then suddenly he starts. I believe it was Journey. Don't stop believing. That's how it started. That's what it was in my heart. Yeah, (laughs) it was. was pretty. You know, I got a little karaoke background. Amazing, and there are still videos floating around. I (laughs) hope there's not. There are. There are a lot of videos floating around. (laughs) But somehow, I I called it quits shortly after the pool table um, singing number. Tanner got roped in with our director, who's this amazing guy from from the UK named Rupert. His can you cuss on this? It's Anything fine. you want. Yeah. Okay, his favorite phrase is harden the F up. HTFU is on so many cases and boxes, and he will shout it. So, like, I, I imagine Tanner's probably like, all right, you guys, it's been great. It's You're four. Right. I'm going to go to bed. And he just starts to load him up. So I'm not a good drinker. Tell me, walk I, me I, through I don't drink what a happened. Lot. What's that? Walk me through what happened. I can't go through every little thing. Just but there's last hour. Uh so somehow it's like six in the morning, and somehow three of us left. <laughs> it's uh, Rob, who's the audio guy. Oh gosh, audio Rob was amazing. And Rupert, <laughs> that guy could pound him. And, so, and but w- he he could, but he couldn't. Mm. Like he could, but then he started speaking Klingon or he something. He's four and a half feet tall. Yeah, the commitment level nice. down. He would drink. Yeah. Rupert would be saying, "Oh, and then this happened, and this happened," and I'd go, "Oh yeah, no, that's great." And then Rob would be like. <laughs> <laughs> like just like that, actually. Like that was pretty dead on. <laughs> anyway, Rob slept on the couch in the lobby, awesome. and then I made it to my room and slept for an hour and a half. Or what two. happened when the sun came up, though? That was the real icing on the cake. You mean when we uh, got back in the motorhome? Tanner, Tanner could could in public probably get arrested after two beers. Three, he shouldn't be in public, sure. right? So this is hours and hours. I mean, 6 a.m., I assume you were drinking the whole time. Uh, well, right when that happened, Rupert's like, okay, we'll call it a night. I just two shots of Sambuca, Ugh. and we're out of here. And literally, <laughs> yeah, that's how we finished. That was like the – Because he wanted to cheers to like a fallen He had comrade. a friend that had died, and that, so you can't like back down on that. Right, so, so you got to take this awful shot. Yeah, was, and he's the director. He's going to be like, I'm not going to be expected to work. You know, the director's oh. like super hammered. <laughs> Except this dude can handle it. Rupert's yeah, he's good to man. go. Yeah. Right. Even he was pretty beat up in the morning. But we, I think we call time was like eight thirty. Yeah. So two hours of of sleep. And we rode that motorhome up the hill. I was in the passenger seat, just breathing fresh air out of the window. Like a well, I got some great videos of that. Oh, really? <laughs> Do you remember you saw it was a ski slope, but it was closed, and the sign says, um, you know, whatever ski slope uh, closed for the season. And there's Tanner reading it. He's like, they're closed. <laughs> For the season, <laughs> screaming it, he just can't comprehend. He's like, "What does that even mean?" Closed for the season. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I we still did. am confused by it. Like, why would you even put the sign up? Right. 
before we stop the day, before we do one shot. And they're like, okay, well, um, we're going to have to stop because uh, he's not making words. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just let's just all have like a two-hour break. No, well, there was a it was a build project, right? So so we had these three vehicles. We had to make them more fuel efficient. Right. Yeah, so you chose aerodynamic. Adam chose to lighten his car up. I chose to take a nap. <laughs> and so that's <laughs> so in the show, you're working away. Adam's working away. I've got a hat over my face, and I'm sleeping in the RV in, in the Jeep. No, I was in oh, my Jeep. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which I ended up owning for like four years after that show. And uh, <laughs> later in the day, we finished shooting the show. But that's just uh, that was so much fun. And I don't know how Dean Martin did that for so many years. Yeah. Right. Good. Good analogy. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know how Jesus turned all that water into wine. Yeah. That must have been exhausting. That must have been anyway, a real that life. pizza looks great, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, you got to see a lot of interesting things because you were like the infield go-to guy at NASCAR events. Right. What's, uh, give us a couple of NASCAR ridiculousness that you saw, whether it be a car on fire at Talladega. or I'm sure you saw a lot of boobs. Maybe not good ones. Yeah, ones you want to see necessarily. It's, not, it's, it's all quantity. Right, right. As it Quality should be. is not a you know <laughs> drunk. At, when people are drunk in the infield at Talladega, you know in the seventies they would leave on Monday and just find two or three bodies. Right, like people had just, just partied so hard yeah. they were wow. just done. Right, so you know, and I still I I still travel with NASCAR every week now for NBC, and it's it's so much fun because now these people after all these years really feel like they know me. So people yeah. will walk up and unload stories on me. Or tell me and show me things that, that people shouldn't right. tell or show you. Let alone you. Yeah, exactly. Let alone me. Yeah. I'm the wrong guy. Right. Right? Well, not like, legally, you're a witness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time I really, I really understood NASCAR fans and their dedication, it was probably, I'm going to guess it was six years ago, seven years ago. On Thursday, I had heard about these two guys who were trying to take a flagpole down of their favorite drivers you know people always have these awesome flags they were trying to take this flagpole down and it hit a, a, a power line oh, in the yeah. infield Oof. I think is what happened I don't, it, I don't think it was uh, lightning I think it was a power line and they got electrocuted and killed oh, wow. Whoa. on Sunday morning I'm in the infield shooting something and I meet their widows no who way. are still there because that's what our husbands would have wanted from us. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. And it's like 12 hours later. Th yeah, go, right? Go Dale. And I thought, holy hell, man. That is some dedication. And then it's the same time. It's kind of like the, the, the people with the making fun of San Francisco banquet. At some point, you just got to go, you know what? Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Like You care so much. There's so many people that don't have anything that they really are passionate about. Yeah, about. for sure. And these people cared so much that those guys knew they were going to have a great weekend, and those women said, no, this is what they wanted. Like, we would have been here. And one of them jokes, she's like, hell, if I dropped dead last week, I know he'd be here. <laughs> and you go like, <laughs> you got to kind of respect that yeah. a little bit. I get that some people think that's off, but I mean that is dedication right there. It's right? it's I mean it's another is another world. That's it. And people always <laughs> talk about NASCAR kind of ebb and flow, and that it's you know there's fewer people in the stands and all this kind of stuff, and and that uh, it's I, I guess it's cyclical. But man, the the loyalty for the yeah. core group 
is so deep and so rich. Like literally, if their driver changes sponsors, they're changing the detergent they buy. Yeah, hell that yeah, they a minute. Are. Like they'll throw everything yep. away and go get God new stuff. Damn. If I ever want to put a positive spin on anything in life, oh, I'm going this guy. Right Jesus here. Christ. So, Isis, You're 30 times the PR guy I've ever been. <laughs> That's fa- it's it's true though. Now, let me ask this. Why don't remind me why you won't uh, go try NASCAR? Well, it's not that I won't. It's that I you know, the more you know about something, the more you realize you don't know. And I know enough about NASCAR to know that it's an uphill climb and it would take a long time to yeah, right, got it. to sure. get up to speed. You could do it. And are you, um, are you your buddy Scott Speed? Yeah, he's and the one that will tell you it's an uphill climb. Yeah, but he's with a crappy team. It's not like Red Bull right. is killing it anyway. Yeah, you I got mean, it. It's 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 kind of a political scene there, also I think, and <laughs> there's a lot going on. So what about what about your buddy Pastrana? What did what did you yeah, tell him? There you go. When he went to race over there, what did you tell him? Um, I mean, he didn't really ask. I had never driven it. He didn't really ask my advice. I just thought that it was there was a lot more going on than you see on. Uh, on TV, unlike sure. in Days of Thunder. Um, but uh, Shift gears, right? Yeah, I think there's, I mean, like when they were in Talladega, it's, you know, you have to really resist the urge to get out front. Every open door in a lot of sports is something you should walk through. But right. there, it's it basically tempts you to... You can go from second to 32nd in about 12 seconds. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, you get a little bit of momentum on the guy in front of you. Usually that's a good thing, but... There, you need to pump the brakes and stay in line or you're going to get yourself stranded out there. I tell them all the time, I think Tanner would be great in NASCAR yeah, be because fine. no one in GRC knows how to pass. Right. They just wreck into they each other, They just right? wreck the yeah. hell out of each other yeah. every every single lap. So I, I said Tanner's the only guy out there that knows how to pass. Yeah, I watched his teammate basically just, uh, he got fallen behind on one of the starts, and so he just didn't break until he hit somebody. And then he got on the brakes. I think it was in New York, and I was <laughs> like, wow. There's some demolition huh. that goes on okay. in GRC. I guess it's I could figure that out. Right? Just I, I hit, do that. turn. Mat it, yeah. or hold it. Right. Yeah. It's Here's fun to watch, It though. is pretty fun to watch because you don't have to pick, pay for it or fix it. They're pretty strict in Europe. Like, And I started in 2009 uh, going into the European Rallycross, and I saw a video of Marcus Grunholm in Sweden, and that's when I was like, all right, I'd, I'll get out of drifting if I can get a full season doing this stuff. Sure. And thankfully, Rockstar is like one of those rare sponsors. They're like, we don't know what it is, but if you say it's cool, we'll do it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we so, all need those. <laughs> yeah. So um, went over there, and there are some guys that have been doing it for just 20 years. Isaacson is one of those. He's he's had the a little bit of the slow card, I think, in the U.S., but he um, in Europe, he won the championship three times, and he was a master. If he ever didn't win the start and he was behind somebody – he was a master just slotting right in on the back bumper right at the braking zone and then just waiting till he felt the bumper before he went to the brakes. And it wasn't enough that the guy in front would, like, bump his neck back and right. shoot off the outside. They would just go one car width wide, sure. and then that was it. And uh, he did that to me five, six times, and some of them I didn't even know right. until I watched a video later. Right. I just thought that I went too late to the brakes and there wasn't grip. And uh, so there's, there's some mastery there in GRC – there's no mastery. It's just straight up demolition. Like, bam! You see your own car <laughs> chunks fly <laughs> over the hood, ah. <laughs> and you're like, "Is it still working?" And you just gotta right. keep going right. if it Am still, still works. Moving? Was yeah. it was it L.A. when you were dragging the bumper for? You were sliding around this one big turn, big sweeper, and it was the, it looked like the whole rear clip was gone. But it was just your entire bumper, maybe part of the trunk. Could you? 
Did you ever notice stuff? I didn't like notice that. that. No, I <laughs> I saw later in the tape there that Pastrana had taken the the Joker lap, which is kind of a yep. shortcut. Shortcut everybody gets to take once a race. It's just to kind of mix things up, and he just sort of went for it, and it was kind of a collision course. And luckily, he didn't catch the rear wheel. He right. just caught the rear bumper. And so it ripped the bumper off. If it would have got the real wheel, it would have been really bad. But Ryan and I were talking one day. Are the GRC cars made of paper mache, or why they is just it they look explode like on impact? It's for There's it's for ratings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you you have buttons you can push to pop off different body panels. Yeah, yeah as like you in the movies. As you yeah. Yep. No, it's um it's different in uh, GRC because the the tracks are tarmac. This is like nerdy, but it's because there's so much grip that when the cars hit. Uh, the force goes into the cars. When sure. you're on the dirt, when the cars hit, it, it the just tires just slide. Yeah. yeah. So the, the European tracks are mostly slippery. The tires are, are bias ply tires, so they really don't have any grip anyway. So the cars are always bouncing off each other and sliding. In the U.S., when you hit somebody, you break something. I don't watch the series, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I just honestly never catch it. And yep. I, the only thing I really DVR is like F1. Yeah. So I never see the races. Every now and then huh. I'll catch one. However, when I do, I, I enjoy them, but I don't know how serious you guys take it in terms of like, because in my series, if someone wrecks into me, we have to have a conversation afterwards because it's not expected that my car is going to come back destroyed. In your series, it's very likely that's going to be the case. Pretty standard. Yeah. It's, it was a tough pill to swallow for the Andretti mechanics. It right. all kind of come from sure. IndyCar. And Rallycross is the only FIA sport where there's no penalty for contact. And it's uh, so there's a gray area. It's like a judge thing. Right. And in Europe, the judges are biased towards if you touch somebody and it messes up their race, you get a penalty. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so they're real folk. And there are judges all over the track. There are FIA reps at every corner. In the U.S., it's not quite like that. It the the bias of the judging, I guess you could say, is is more towards. I mean, if it's not a catastrophe and there's not a fire, then we'll just like let the show keep going. Right. Right. And um, and there aren't as many eyes on the track, really. So that's why people push the limits a little more in the States. And it's, you know, you hope that it gets better. Right. I, hopefully it makes a good show on the one hand. And, yeah, it's costing people yeah, money. Yeah, very expensive. Sure. But do you guys get out of the car? like I mean, or is it such an expected thing that you're probably going to no. get smashed up that when you get out you're like, eh. Or do you go over to, you know, Ken Block and say, dude, stop. No, we talk about it a lot. Yeah, because it's a small paddock. I mean, there's yes. only 12 of you guys out there. I asked that question because a couple of weeks ago, Ken Ken is is so far ahead now than he used to be for years, okay. right? And I love his Jim Con videos. I think he's a great guy. <coughs> but it, for the first couple of years, it was not on that same level. And you saw him. He went out there. He did rally, did more and more stuff, and he got better and better. Um, but he's one of those dudes that always lived checkers or wreckers, yeah, right? And yeah. he, in a glorious fashion. <laughs> and when he showed up, uh, I asked Tanner one time, I was like, why does his car look so different? And not trying to, like, put you on the spot or whatever, but there's, like, the way that some cars are built up and then other cars have to be built down. And he was in a car that, that was so superior, had to be built down. And you'd watch him. He would land flat 30 feet past the ramp when right. everybody else was still trying to, like, tiptoe and i was like my man just goes yard and he was like "Uh uh-huh but then six laps later that bitch is in pieces right it's upside down yeah Yeah, because like whatever (laughs) and so i said same question i was like is ken okay because i saw there was like a little bit of contact then somebody else stuffed ken oh he had like two or three weeks that were just brutal he was on the roof in barbados right yeah 
And there's, I mean, there's some drivers maybe that never did road racing, never had been door-to-door -door except in GRC. Right. And people that have done road racing before, especially people who paid for their own damage before, know sure. when you turn into a corner and there's a car next to you, your apex is one car width and one inch yep. wider. Right. Period. That's how you get through the corner and you race them into the next one. And hopefully you've got it worked out to where you're going to be on the inside of the next hairpin or whatever. Yeah. Um, that that doesn't exist in more than half the drivers at GRC. Sure. They see the apex. They hear from the spotter. They see in the peripheral vision there's a car next to them. That doesn't matter. Drive straight to the apex, get car or not. <laughs> and so, so that's in. get yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. That's where the that's where the contact comes from, and that's, um, you know, un, it's a nature of the beast. And part of that is that a. The drivers really come from action sports. They don't come from right. motorsports. Right. Just a few of them come from motorsports. Did right. you see when when they were racing at uh, when they first started doing more stuff with GRC? They had to deal with SMI, and they were at New Hampshire, and it was after the nationwide race had gone on in the afternoon. They pull out all these ramps, and um, they had one ramp that you kind of slid over pit road I, oh, the pit wall i know exactly where this is going and i'm standing on the roof with I'm, I'm up there with like i'm on the roof of a trailer with greg biffle kyle bush i think carl edwards is up there all these nascar guys when you can get their attention that was a first moment yeah. that i knew like all right this is going to work cause right half the crowd stayed because they said hey if you just stay for another hour we'll set up the ramps and we'll get it going and i was watching pastrana and pastrana hit those ramps like he was on a dirt bike. Hit the way that if you watched him and watched every other guy out there, totally different. And I was asking Tanner, I was like, I could see the ass of I could feel like I could see his axle. I could read the part number. Right. He was so high up when he would go off the ramp. He's like, I I know. Yeah. I know. It's awesome. <laughs> wasn't it? We were watching this. I'm not gonna hit it like that. I want to keep going. But it, it was those moments where I knew he flat landed that one time and broke the car in half. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> so it's like <laughs> those aren't words that I've ever used before. He was from know? 13 <laughs> feet to flat and broke the chassis <laughs> in it. So, <laughs> so there's a penalty sometimes, but you know, Deegan, anytime there's a jump is awesome. Right. Uh, Pastrana and those guys that came from two wheels. There's something, and I spent yesterday testing a Pro Two truck at uh, Lake Elsinore. And there's a there's a feel that they have growing up that if you don't grow up, you know, popping the nose off of jumps or knowing exactly how to leave the face of a jump, you just you're just a, you're doing the mechanics of it, but right. you don't have the feel of it. Sure. Um, the way that we used to test those jumps when GRC first came to the U.S. was um, we just stick Pastrana on it with a dirt bike, and and he brought his dirt bike to every track. No. And he'd literally just look at it, and then, <laughs> and he'd already know what gear right. he was going to be and how fast he was going to hit it. Right. And then we'd follow him in a car, Holy right shit. off his. He'd hit it once, then you'd follow him, and you'd get a radar gun exactly on the car, what speed you were going, and then everybody was like, "Okay, it's 52 miles an hour." No way. And that That's was that. Crazy. That was the yeah. method at every track, and it just takes somebody with the feel, just to look at it and go, eh, "Okay." And then, and, but they don't know. Brap. Right. Yeah, exactly. Travis doesn't yeah. know. He's Wing not it. thinking, oh, that's about 52, you know. <laughs> they just He's just he, like, it's going to feel like this. Yeah. yeah. It comes up to the ramp, and this feels, uh, it's about right. And then just in the air, and it's perfect. Right. That's so hardcore, man. Yeah. It, I don't think you'd ever, like, you'd, you'd be at, like, Road America and think, like, hmm. Let's send Josh out on a fixed gear and like let's like watch someone else take a turn. Well, I think it's like when you do drifting, at like you go to let's say if you went to a new oval you haven't been to before, you're just going to calculate what you know. 
Right. You know, you'd be like, okay, at Irwindale, we go through there at six, that whatever slip angle and this much throttle. Yeah. And the same thing when you go to a new racetrack, you sure. think, okay, the kink at Road America is almost flat in this car, and this is pretty similar, so I'll try to carry some speed through. And Have you seen his, his Passat that he built for drifting this year? Yeah, we were looking at it on the way here because <laughs> we're just trying to get some, you know, refreshers. And I was looking at it, and I'm like, what is that? Because it's, it's not a front-wheel drive Passat. It is the sickest Passat ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Frankenstein <laughs> Passat. It's pretty intense. Right. But it's Same dudes that built his old drift car and my XB and, and Frederick Osbo, the Formula D champ, same Papadakis Racing built it. And they all use the same idea was to make, um, I think one of Steph's favorite rear ends was a Supra Mark IV subframe in okay. the back. So they all use that. Just keep using it. Right? right. They used to. Oh, uh, the Scion was the last one to use it. Okay, the first year, and then they changed the rule. You had to have a subframe out of the stock car. So with front wheel drive cars, it's tough because the subframe isn't really made for any squat or yeah, anything right, like right. that. So that one has a Scion rear, and this one has an actual Passat. I didn't realize that. which isn't bad. I think the Passat's all wheel drive somewhere, so it's a decent subframe. Chance, yeah. How much uh, power do those things make? Um, the Passat is 900 horsepower. It's 700 before 150 f shot of nitrous, which is the first time oh I've wow. ever driven a nitrous car. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't suck. I mean, you got to get a mechanic in there to, you know, purge it and do all kinds of stuff so you don't blow up, but it's like Now, it's and you're sweet. not you're not triggering that. It's off the RPM it's on and the throttle, and throttle yeah. right? So anything more than 90%, but you can bring that back up and it's actually nice for drifting because it so the car redlines at say redlines at like 8700 rpm you can have the nitrous stop feeding at 8400 sure. yeah, yeah and then so it's like a soft rev limit mm -hmm. when you're on the bank cuz the bank needs all 900 and so it just sits at that 84 and it's like a you don't have to sit there and bounce off the rev limit you can just keep flat right what can you tell Ryan how does the header work on that thing i've never seen a work of art like this well, the other part of Formula D back when we made the Scion was you could hammer the firewall out a bit. Okay. To Just so get it, some clearance. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a decent weight distribution in that car. Now you have to have the firewall solid the way it was. You get to make a tunnel for uh, transmission. <coughs> but what it means with the front-wheel drive car where the firewall is really far forward is a, you can't really put a big engine in there. Right. We have a big engine, so it's the headers all have to come forward into the bumper and do it's an <laughs> eight to one accumulator there that's right. all equal length and everything and then the pipe comes down under the car <sighs> and it's this crazy th i mean this guy came in the shop i guess he came in and in 12 out brought his own bender and everything right and tw was there for 12 hours and it was done that's awesome yeah and it's and it's a work of art yeah i believe it so believe every it. cylinder you hear every cylinder sequentially right and so it sounds like it's running twice the rpm it's running which is awesome. Yeah, yeah screams. You want it that. just yeah. wails. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty awesome when you start it up, and it's like you know it's ear bleeding kind of when people are around. Have yeah. you have you ever done any drifting? I have not. Not per, not like in anything meant to drift. Right. Yeah. Like not like, like Andy Lally's turn three and four in Charlotte style. No, never or that big either. Um, but I've also never blown out tires immediately afterwards. Fair like, enough. Yeah. It's it is my. Uh, it's always been something I've loved, but it's something I wish I had time to go do, like, little amateur. Like, the, it's it's some of the most fun you can have in a car. And I knew why people hated on it for so long. is because they just had never 
tried it. And I, I of course, have made fun of Tanner and a bunch of other guys, but to their face when, when we need to on sure. TV about right. it being sort of like, you know, a it's like ballet meets motorsports because it, t- it takes so much finesse and everything right. else. But, I mean, watching these go into a Formula D event, it's, it's so much fun to see. And I'll be at times the judging and how that stuff works. It gets that's, a little confusing. That's where I have a problem with it. Sure. Because I'm so used to racing a, a person or a clock. Right. You know, so I have a bit of an issue with somebody going, well, you didn't have enough red tire smoke that time. Right. You know, so that's where I kind of lose. Hell, I, I've uh, called Tanner and been like, all right, I was watching online. Yeah. And you're like, no. What just happened? Right. Like, explain it. Because they have these different, like, clipping points. And, and it, it, you know, back in the day, I guess, that Tanner would – people would start to win with a certain sort of formula of what they were doing, and then the rule change would be like, well, you're kicking everybody's ass, so uh, we got to change this. And then the next guy would kick everybody's ass. Right. It's like the Jimmy Johnson effect, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we need to change X, Y, and Z, but it's still – it's so much fun, man. I grew up – or not grew up, but I spent since 2004 racing against guys like uh, Conrad Grunwald. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know. And uh, like Ryan Hampton and guys like that. So I know that those guys are good road racers that have made transitions – to and fro, and so I know that it's got to be pretty freaking difficult, you know, if those guys as sure. good as they are on road racing can go over. Um, but the only time I've ever really gotten to do it is working at racing schools. Like, I worked at the Panos Racing School, and we had a Cadillac Academy for a couple of years, and we'd have to just take the cars out once a week because it was only like a three – they only did three schools a year kind of thing, but <laughs> we had 40 cars. <laughs> so they'd once once a week be like, hey, go s- just go drive everything around the track or around the skid pad for a little while, make sure everything's okay. And so it was like, all right, CTSV. You know, just like Sign how sideways can I get? Yeah. And there's a pretty big skid pad in between turn six and seven at Road yeah. Atlanta. And so the trick was to see who could, like, roast it around the outside for a complete loop. And then that turned into who could do two loops and three loops. And then we got caught because we were bringing these cars back with no tires on them that sure. we're using three times a year. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what? what's going on here, guys? But I think I'm going to build a missile car. So we need to go. We need to go somewhere and. A missile car is great. A missile car is basically it's a drift car that. Uh, is made for just going hard to the point where you're crashing into the other cars around you. And it's low budget. <laughs> it doesn't need power because it doesn't have grip. Um, you know, you can have steering angle and stuff like that, but it doesn't need to look pretty. It's just going to need to make, like, bash bars, right. they call right. them, right? right. So that you can bounce off K-rails. And There's, like, an old factory in Peachtree City that's just got a massive parking lot. I think it was, like, a... Oh, the old TDK place, maybe. Yeah. Or, a, uh, oh, uh, photo circuits. Maybe that's what it is. Someone finally started building on uh, that. did they? Yeah. I was going to say, we should just rent that once a month and then just go I to Hertz that. at the airport. Like, do they build, like, old, like, Snidely Whiplash spikes and stuff going through, or is it just meant to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no, trying to imagine wear, this. like, okay. spike collars, no, but go. other than that, no. <laughs> there's no, there's a... Have you ever been to the Talladega Grand Prix, the little Yeah, little, little Talladega. Ta- yep. So th- somebody invited me on, on uh, Instagram the other day. said, yeah, we rented it out in February some weekend. I immediately thought, like, okay, can I get – I bought an old S13 Nissan 240SX from <laughs> this old guy the in our town. The answer is yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> Sam. It's got 67,000 miles on it. All it's original. Yeah. Still has air conditioning. Still has a little KA in there. But it's an automatic. So I want to – my buddy Greg works at Injuku Racing down in Florida. You know, they've got uh, Nate Hamilton, Pat Mordaunt. Um, they've been in the drift scene since – somebody uh, else's car. That, that they probably got in like 2008 oh, or something. They've got some killers. And they've got like – they've got tons of, um, you know, kits for – because you want to go five lug, then get crazy steering angle. Right. They've got LS kits. they got turbo. they got all this stuff. And they're like, yeah, just drag it down here. Like, we'll I am, I'm, I'll be in town in November. <laughs> I'll be at home in January. 
can I bring it in for that? That's I just want to have something like that that I can go just play go with because my Scion it. is so nice that I don't want to hurt right. it. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but it's the my problem. favorite car I own. Yeah. It's like a 911 to me. That video of you doing donuts at AMS is, uh, is pretty awesome. That ice bucket challenge was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's another time when I, I remind the Internet. I give the Internet lots of time to remember that I don't actually care what they think. Sure. But yeah. I like to fan that. I just throw a little gas on the fire. Like, why are yeah. you wearing those tights yeah. <laughs> in that why video? Why, why not? not? Yeah. We bought those. Remember I bought them when we were driving through that mall in Detroit? <laughs> and this was like. These two girls, they had stayed late for us, and they were big girls. Nice. And I was like, hmm, I think like I'm going to get those tall, pants. Right? Oh, they, oh, is she big? Very tall. Oh, she big. <laughs> You're like, go, big girl, what you going <laughs> to do? And I saw these pants, <laughs> and they had, like, all over print. And I said, oh, I think or if y'all still have your registers, I think I'm going to get some of these. And they're like, oh, they, you going to get these for your wife? I said, oh, no. <laughs> no, sweetheart. These are for me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all me. And my daughters called them my dance pants. So they would love it when I put them on. We start dancing around the house. And then my daughter, awesome. Elsie, turned seven, and she had a dance party out in the garage. My friend, Yvonne Monet, you know, amazing Atlanta DJ. Yeah. She comes over, sets up all these lights. It's out in the garage. Amazing time. And wow. I walked out there, and Elsie told me to wear my dance pants because we're having a dance. And I walked out, and she saw me and said, Daddy, I need you to go change. <laughs> <laughs> I was, That's too much. I was it, wrong, It was Daddy. better in my head. Don't wear yeah. your yeah. dance pants in <laughs> exactly. front of my friends. And I thought, this is officially the first time I've embarrassed her. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's not the last. Oh, yeah, 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 right? I mean, yeah. years of this. It's yeah. coming. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so does... Uh, does Tanner know you were in a band? I, I do. Do you? Yep, I do. Talks about it a little bit. That's right. Legend has it. Yep. Did you ever? You saw the, the band? One, yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw the band? So, like so he and I met at SEMA like two or three years ago, yes. and we knew who each other were from like Lally and And are Ash you in a band? Stuff. No. No. Because you played the drums, right? Right. Yeah, but yeah. I think, didn't you have one of our old band t-shirts? I did. It was like the leg, like the Legend of Zelda it looked like or something it, like it that. It was Mario holding Mario, up a that's hammer. What it was. Yeah, that's right. It was a Nintendo copyright infringement. Total infringement. Yeah. You you like it was a toss up between Dungeons and Dragons and Mario Brothers. It was it was all <laughs> and Rachel worked at my wife worked at the shop in that's Athens so awesome. so like they made all the fraternity shirts. Right. And one day we we're like, We need some band shirts. I said, My my wife my girlfriend at the time was like, Yeah, my my girlfriend works at this place we can go get you I forgot you had the blue shirt. And that was I think you put that up. A million years ago, you told me, well, like, hey. I figured it out. Like, we'd already met, and uh, you put, it was on the show. You were doing, like, the first car you ever had, and you had, like, the MR2, and you had the Volkswagen. And you're like, why do you have the Volkswagen, the, the bus? And yeah. you're like, well, I played drums, and I was in a band. You're like, oh, what's the name of the band? And you're like, Legend Has It. And I seriously almost fell off the couch. Wow. Because I'd been to, like, five <laughs> Legend Has It shows. And Lindsay Pompelli, Spencer's wife, who yeah. we were talking about, she was the one that told us about it. And I brought this uh, other racer buddy of mine, Gunnar Jeanette, out to Athens. And so we went to the show, and you guys covered, like, the most ridiculous songs ever. Right. And uh, so when you said that on the show, I was like, holy shit. Like, I know this guy, but from, like, 15 How years funny. ago or I whatever. didn't realize that was what it was. But the funny thing was is that I remember when we were talking about this at SEMA, I was like, yeah, you guys used to cover the song Love in Your Mouth by Kilo. And you're like, we only did that once. <laughs> <laughs> I got kids. Right. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Yeah. That was that was uh, Patrick. One of my, it was the best man at my wedding, Patrick Force. We met in, in class oh. one day in uh, I do remember at that Georgia. Yeah. I think he might have been drunk the first day of class. It was, sure. just, it was one of those things where he walked in. It's Athens. 
And I, sometimes you just meet people in 10 seconds. So you know, I'm going to be friends with this person right. for a long time still. And we, I, I talked him into joining the band when somebody else um, left the band. And we were talking about, like, oh, what are we going to do? And I would always, I, you know, I played drums, but I would come up and I would do a little outcast and we'd do some That's sort right. of like a little hip-hop right. break. Yeah. And then one day he was like, why don't we do uh, Kilo's Love in Your Mouth? And I was like, dude, I can't, I can't say that to a room full of people. <laughs> but I would be happy to back you up on that because I'm right. out there singing like, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Right, right. Yeah, the covers Met are fantastic. Met this girl down in Atlanta, let me play in a Miz Alpha. And I was like, oh, dude, this is so graphic. And my parents were there. The one show he did it. I, I think the, the one show he did it may have been my last show. It was. It was at the Georgia Theater, right? Huge. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, so, so it was like oh. I remember they were like sending you off. And I didn't know who you were. I didn't right. know you was anything other than the drummer for Legend Has It. And I don't remember you. Like I don't remember anybody. I was it, was, it was a, a lot Richard of blurry. Marks T-shirt. Of course you were. That just said Richard Marks <laughs> in huge <laughs> letters. <laughs> Why were they sending you off? You had already. It was like you stuff. were like leaving to go do other stuff. Or something. I decided I would have a career. Oh. Uh, secretly, Weird. the band was all mad. They were all pissed at me. Oh, okay. Right. I'm still friends with all of them. But they were like, I remember the day I told them, like, well, guys, I'm graduating. I'm gonna go get a job. I think I've lined up this job at Country Music Television, and uh, I'm going to figure out how to get myself on TV and make some people laugh. And they're like, we're going to be rock stars. <laughs> Bro. You're going to miss out, dude. Yeah. You're going yeah. to regret this. And I was like, mm, I'm also going to sell the band van. <laughs> so, <laughs> my bad. What? Dude. Yeah. And that day, so we, we, and I used to, like, you know, being the marketing guy that I was, and that's what I went to school for, we would, like, ride around on North Campus, and we'd tell people, hey, we're having a show. you got to right. come see all this different stuff. Right. And and that was touted as my as my last show. We had 900. Do you guys want something else to drink? I'm good. You're right. Excellent. Thank yeah. you, though. Oh, Thank I appreciate you. it. The the it was were great. it was the limes were really great. It was touted as like Ruts going away show. Yeah, and right. Told everybody, right. And we had 900 people. It was packed. Pay at the door of the Georgia Theater, which is this legendary place, yeah. to see a cover band and see five geeks play other people's music. Right, right. And it was one of those moments we made a ton of money that night, right? Because even if it's like eight bucks a head or whatever, like eventually you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, $400. Right. I'm rich. <laughs> I'm yeah. in a band in college. Pizza's on me. Maybe I should stay. Well, I'm going to stay, guys. Yeah. We'll go to Little Italy, get a sandwich. <laughs> and it was just, it was one of those times where you look back and like, how did we convince people? And dude, we had so many people that would just show up and we'd play it like there. And I bet you saw it maybe Wild Wing. We played there all the yeah, time. Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember the Georgia Theater one specifically. But, Lindsay and her friends, because I had I, you know, left school to go racing. Yeah. So I would go to Athens like in the off season just to go party with my high school friends that were all going <coughs> to UGA. And so Lindsay and a bunch of her dorm friends were like, "Oh, we're going to see this band. We love them." And they'd already been to like three or four year shows, sure. so they were like diehard fans. And so they actually gave me like a burnt CD. You know, you got to listen to this before you come up tonight. I'm like, all right. And so, like. They all knew, like they knew everybody. That's I just knew the hilarious. song, and the, you guys all co you covered like awesome songs, so you didn't even have to know the band right. to get in on it. Yeah, you know. So yeah, but I specifically I went to like three or four shows, and then the last one was at the Georgia Theater where they were like, I just remember someone was getting sent off. What, what were here. some besides "Love in Your Mouth"? 
What were some Outcast, of the other songs? Uh, Miss Jackson. Jackson. That night Miss I did Jackson. a Miss Jackson medley and it went into Dixie Chicks Goodbye Earl. Nice. Which was like, that was, for me, musically, was like a big check mark. <laughs> you know? <laughs> finally. Right? Yeah. I finally melded and Outcast like, and Dixie They were Chicks. like a cover pop punk band. Yeah. Yes. So they did a lot of like the, We played know, Newfound Glory. Yeah. And yeah. like we always closed with um, their cover of Glory of Love yeah. by Peter Cetera. Right. Still one of my favorite songs ever. But we tried to do stuff that was like, we'd play like Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. And stuff that was, was like fun. Super fun. Super we just fun. wanted people to yeah. move and like have a good time. When right. we first started, they made me learn the song. Um, they're really nice guys. This is going to sound <laughs> disparaging. I'm sorry. <laughs> they made me learn that song Kryptonite by Three Doors mm-hmm. Down. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, guys, this is cool. But like. This is the kind of music that a guy in a convertible Camaro would be blaring, mm. and that's not really who I am. <laughs> could we maybe? Could I put? Could I put some songs in the suggestion Can I get some Outcast? Yeah, yeah, right. And they're like, <laughs> okay, sure. And so I, was, I got them all listening to to you know, Newfound, still one of my favorite bands. Yeah, I love those. Saw them Saturday night, right? And uh, and Yellow Card, and just yeah. it was so much fun. When I look back on it, and because I lost the Hope Scholarship, I went. I was at Georgia State for a year and a half. I was on Dean's List there. I went from Dean's List to academic probation at Georgia in two <laughs> semesters. Solid. You can name that tune in two semesters. So once I lost the hope, I, my dad made me sell my car to pay for school because he's, right. a, he's a smart man. And so I had to, like, I needed a job. And that's the cover band was how I would pay for school. Right. And course, that's how I paid for my wife's ring. And, like, there were so many things. But it was just, it, I, I couldn't have had more fun doing that and i i joke all the time like i tell people like oh, what are you going to do like if you don't have a job on tv anymore i was like i'm going to start a wedding band right with patrick force go get your guys we're going to be an all cover band for weddings but it's going to be all hip-hop yeah. yeah and hopefully we would call it two white boys in a cadillac yeah done because yeah. outcast <laughs> outcast has a song called two dope boys in a cadillac got it we do 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 boom AT Aliens was a big. That was a big album. We, we can't have that on here. Oh, I'm we sorry. We can't afford the. I'm the, sorry. The rights. The rights? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, by the way, you've, uh, have you checked out Big Boy's new project with no. uh, uh, Fanagram is the name of the group? No. But together they are called Big Grams. Oh, Worth nice. checking out. Yeah, legit. Holler. Are you familiar with uh, Stitches? Stitches. Stitches. Miami's finest. That's a group or the song? There's it's a, a rapper. It's a, a white rapper. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you need yeah. to look him, in, look him up. I will. Yeah. He sounds nice. He's not. Yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. Just image, Google image search him when you get a chance. He'll be. Wait, thankful. it's not the little white kid who's screaming about unloading a gun at a stoplight, right? Did you say that on Facebook? No, oh, no. Very he's similar, like an adult, uh, but it sounds actually kind of like the yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, but same fair thing. enough. He's not a little kid. Um, what about Cheddar Duck Connect? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Cheddar Duck Connect. I beg your pardon. He part? will not follow me on Twitter hmm. as much as I've been trying. We heard him on the way out here, and so Sean's been tweeting him randomly. Yeah, every the day I've been tweeting him. Cheddar Duck Connect. Why aren't you following me? Yeah, and he wants nothing to do with me. He's Very not. Sad. It's not working. And he's a rapper. Throwing shit. Apparently. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He doesn't connect. Tanner <laughs> <laughs> Faust, everybody. Yeah. I'm gonna chime in. My favorite part is that Any he was lines? like he was like disgusted with himself right there. He's like, ah, sorry guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. How about serious. what's the um? So I got really excited this year. Yellow Wolf was supposed yeah. to be at the Spring Talladega race. Oh, okay. And he's a he's a white rapper. Mm. He's on Eminem's label. Yeah. Right. And he's kind of this Alabama like country tatted up. Like if uh, if Eminem and Leonard Skinner had a kid, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that would be kind of what's described right. And I really like some of the early stuff. And 
They said, hey, he's going to be there. You can interview him. This will be awesome. He went into the infield Saturday night, and they never found him on Sunday. Really? They He had just partied like, his ass hard. off. Yeah. Never saw him. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make a single appearance. He didn't make right. an interview. He's but I was like, it, yeah, right? right? I thought, I hope he's alive, yeah, man. he might be. It's hardcore in that infield. Yeah. He's okay. <laughs> but he's not. He's Rest not. in peace. No. Right? Did you know that uh, Spencer Pompelli killed somebody? Did you see Ted 2, by the way? Yeah, Ted oh or yeah, Ted 2? I laughed so hard on the airplane a couple of weeks ago watching that. I felt like people were looking at me and judging me watching a they teddy bear. They probably were. Because every time they reference Google and they said, you're always two clicks <laughs> away from this one thing. <laughs> I thought, this is genius. Yeah. Seth McFarlane, he knows what he's doing. Did you see uh, A Million Ways to Die in the West? No. Yeah, I, I loved to. it. Sean saw it. He didn't like it. Uh, but I, I thought, thought it was a good jokes in a bad movie. Yeah, I thought it was pretty <laughs> good. But you, you'd like it if you like Family Guy humor. Fair enough. Yeah. Yesterday, he quoted uh, Naked Gun two and a half and oh. got mad that I didn't catch the reference. Let's hear it. Don't. Let's I don't remember the quote. you got to deliver it. Of course Fuck. you don't. Um. No. Nope, oh, it was uh, we were singing the national anthem. That's right. Yeah. In Utah. It was at the end of the national anthem. How'd you end it? Um, How did the movie go? Th- the name. Maybe of the it was thirty-three and a third. Is that? Was That's that the latest one? Yeah. No, it was two and a half. Okay. Two and a half is uh, you know O.J. Simpson. Nord. Right. Don't squeeze the juice, man. It was. Um, what's the the last line of the the national anthem? And the home of the brave. <laughs> home of the brave. And then he starts running. Because remember, he was being chased on the field. Oh, uh, yeah. And that was the, it, yeah. because we were singing the national anthem. Yeah. That's the first one where he is posing as Enrico Palazzo. Was that the first one? Yeah. Okay, the first one. You got mad and you were wrong. Yeah, that's generally. <laughs> <laughs> Usually if I don't have somebody to call me out, I can No, I understand. This is uh, <laughs> where I feel <laughs> Sometimes Tanner, he will cast it out there, and I'm the only one that he's looking to see. Like, right, Rut Get might it. know this. Get it. Get it. Is it? Yeah. Okay, it's all right. Cool. Because sometimes I we will get Tanner reared up about something, and it's so fun to watch him try to navigate. Because, again, when he started driving cars, he basically quit listening or watching anything. Not like some stuff. I mean, he has a gap from, like, real world season two until basically oh, the movie Dwayne Avatar. Wayne? Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, Where like he knows Dwayne Wayne, that. but nothing after that. From, are you talking about with the flip-up glasses? Yes. Dwayne, it's from, from there. different that's world. From, like, yeah, no, no, this is from. Uh, yeah, that's it's right. It was different, different world. Yeah, yeah and it was uh, that was like late '80s. That's bad. Was, I believe that was early '90s, but that close enough. Yeah. You're fine. Same it's thing. in the same. Don't worry about part. it. I saw a quote on uh, Jerry, which is a you know Instagram. Watch your language. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. We're have to Excuse me. Out. If you can bleep that out, that'd be great. <laughs> it was uh, in in two months. It's gonna be 2016. Why does it seem like 2008 was two years ago? Hmm. Which it does. Seems like 2008 was just like a few years ago. That's true. Yeah, that means you're old. If I mean, if it feels like that. I mean, you're you're old. I am. A lot older than me. Like what are you like? Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Then he looks great for sixty. He looks damn Fantastic. good. <laughs> well, Sean's like twenty-four, right? Yeah. yeah. Opposite effect. Right. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Total. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're in like a weird Benjamin Button thing, and we are punished to look like Chris Farley's cousins. Like it's a whole. <laughs> I like what I like is the hand gesture pointing at you know us yeah. two bearded guys out of shape. The like big, the big out of shape bearded dude. <laughs> yeah. The difference is like if we say it, it's fine. But if you guys say it, what like, asshole hey, is you? Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. What are you doing? 
It is shocking sometimes. And it's so funny because with like TV for the longest time, I had to hide that that I just didn't know pop culture from 1992 <laughs> on, basically. Right. I, would, I say 97, but it's really it's 92. It's really earlier, sure. And uh, luckily with Top Gear, I don't have to because you were in a freaking band. You yeah. covered all of the things I don't know. Right. And uh, you know that culture so well that there's no chance I can half pull it off. So I just have to go with it. And it's really, it's a load off my shoulders, right? I bet it is. Yeah. Like, (laughs) you know, you go to X Games and they're like, hey, give us, tell us what's on your, uh, tell us what's on your your playlist. Your cassette player. Yeah, Yeah. give us your playlist. That's that's the moment where you're always like, don't say what's actually on it. Please don't ask. Because I will date myself. Yeah. Right? You're like, don't say it. I mean, the true stories is like, today was a good day. It's all Ice Cube or. Def Leppard. No Def Leppard. Come on, <laughs> he's got he's got a weird love of hair bands that is just the stuff the songs well, yeah. that he knows. It's more 86. like cut up yeah. jeans. Yeah, it's less about the hair bands. So and you more just about really the, love cut up jeans. The acid wash cut up. <laughs> we were somewhere one day, and and Tanner's like, no, no, you, you're gonna love this next one. See if you know this one. I'd never heard of any of the songs he's playing, right? And they were all from like '89, '90. <laughs> he's like, why don't you know these? I said, I was nine. <laughs> I know I every nine. word. I, I swear I know every I word virtually any song before 91. I was riding a BMX bike still. Uh, yeah, I had the yellow mag wheels. And then the fact that you, like Tanner's number one XM channel, like what, do you, do you Alt have Nation. XM? Alt Nation. Or Howard. Okay, yeah. Howard's obviously the best. What, do you, what about I don't you? have serious. Oh, you should get yeah, it. I'm an FM guy. We've been oh. Alt Nation all week. You've yeah. been pretty good okay, with that. Sure. Okay, so that yeah. one's real solid. I like I like Channel 61, the bluegrass one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Man, good stuff. That Kyle <laughs> Kyle Cantrell will walk you through an entire album and like tell you all these stories about it. It's right. really great. Tanner's number one is the Chill Channel. What is that like? Sixty two or it's something? Like or like for I people, think it's like for people. Forty three. No, it's wait. 50, is this like Chill? Like fifty three. Fifty three. This is like beats. Beat it's like right before yes. it. Yes. Okay. So it's like, like house club. music. Yeah. Exactly. No. 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 It's chill. It, it, that's fifty four. House music. That's laid back. The electron. Yeah. It's like laid back <laughs> house music. That's right. It's like if you walked into like a swingers bar, that's what's playing. It's nice. like he's maybe got like that's a, saying something. He's got like a leather, like a uh, what am I? Silk robe on and a like stogie. A, okay, like yeah. a smoking jacket. Yeah. See, yes, now we're exactly. talking. This well, is I what see, I need. He's like, after, yeah, that's where I'm at. After a harsh race weekend, sometimes you just need a stogie and a silk robe. I I think of a guy that lives in Miami and is uh, leasing a Lamborghini, yeah, but lives white with sunglasses. His yeah, right. It's channel like, fifty four. Yeah. People think you, no, seriously. You go up one and it's electric dance. Right, that's what you're thinking. Them. People think Vegas is fake, dude. Yeah. Miami is the fakest place so in, the, bad. in the world. So bad. It is. Rough. Every dude flossed, and you're like, that's a rental. Yeah, and I know it. Someone just fell down a ladder. I Someone think. Someone just died over yeah. there. Pompelli hit it's, him with a car. Right. I know. But right. they would want this podcast to continue. I yeah. think they would. I, I want to apologize when you I should. when I came to see you this year I had just finished the pro celebrity oh, you race mean, oh we were actually yeah it's kind of going the, towards our question there yeah. at the paddock and uh, I walked over in my dance pants I know I I posted a picture of it in my racer column on racer.com I I am sorry about that no. that's one of those moments where if people aren't sure if I ever no cared what people thought that's the moment when they know like oh this dude really doesn't care and I. I apologize. It may have been you like introduced me to everybody on the team. Well, no, but everybody knows who you are, so they're all like, "Oh, can we meet Rutledge?" I'm like, "Sure, okay." But you made one of our guys on our team's like de- weekend because you're like, "Are any of the original real time mechanics still here?" <sighs> and little Pete has been there since yes. day one, and he was standing right behind you and heard it, and like he didn't like me until that. You're like, kidding? Because he, he's like Petey, my teammate who owns the team. He's been there for. 
20 years, whatever. Sure. That's like his guy. Right. And even though he, little Pete works at Honda of America full time, he flies in for all the races, only works on Petey's car. And I'm the new guy on the team this year, so it's like he doesn't know what to think of me yet. And then you walk up, and he knows who you are. And he's like, uh, are any of the original real-time guys here? And, and he's standing right behind you like, yeah. And since then, oh he and I gosh. are good. So I, was, I appreciate that. I was bragging or whatever. but <laughs> I was bragging on you and real-time today when I was telling one of, my, one of our friends, like, oh, this is what we're going to do. That Those Type R's and those Acura's that they built, I mean, how could you not? Do you remember the white with it? It was like almost Neon a orange. day glow, yeah. Yeah. orangish. I, some pictures look pink, which is why I loved them even more, right? Because I thought <laughs> no, these I dudes are so ballsy. I remember them. There, there oh. was a, I worked for a long time with, well, with Petey, and uh, worked for a long time with Pierre Kleining, yep. yeah. uh, Klein Newbing. Yep. And, um, and then one of the guys that got me into the in motorsports in the beginning kind of actually convinced me to do rally racing out, uh, and get out of road racing. Um, just because I was kind of struggling for money, was a guy who I sold sponsorship for some sometimes trying to make a business of it was a guy named Kevin Schrantz who was um, racing for PD back yeah. back then, and they've yeah they've had a solid run. I'm amazed oh, yeah. they you know it still going. The Acura relationship's got to be one of the longest team manufacturer it, it relationships for in sure. road yeah, racing. It is. Yeah, it's 20 years. That's 20 amazing. years. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, you dig his car. It's hot. Yeah, it's pretty badass. It's yeah, bad they were, they were badass tumor. ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, we're basically we're using all the same stuff in our car that the Indy car, the uh, prototype cars have in terms of like paddle shifters and sure. gearboxes and all that stuff. And yeah, it's just bitching. Have you ever seen them have any of the old those old white and uh, orange real time type? They have cars one in the shop, around? and then the other one's actually like ten minutes from here because HPD's just up the hill. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have like. You know, Indy 500 winning cars from the last couple of years. You've been out to their their proving grounds out in the middle of nowhere in the desert, right? I was right? just at the Mojave yeah, proving grounds like a month ago. That's the yeah. one that – you remember that's the one we went to. And I was in that Celine, and you were in the uh, Lucra. <coughs> oh, yeah. That place. I, I can't imagine. Cause, like, scary they, day. They used to do insane – like they'd take like a Civic – EX and drain the oil and just drive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like just name it. They've done amazing it. stuff. Yeah. I love that stuff. So when I any time I go to proving grounds or whatever, I'm just like looking around right. and asking questions and generally no one's gives a shit cuz they're there every day. Right. It's like uh, whatever. When I went to the Ford proving grounds, the one that's actually on property in Detroit, right. where you see it when you take off out of the airport there, they have this original picture of like an old F100 doing suspension testing right when you walk into the drive center right there and it's literally a wooden ramp that's like four feet high, and there's three dudes in lab coats and one dude just in the truck, and it's like six <laughs> feet in the air. <laughs> and it's like the coolest picture ever because it's like 1962 it's awesome. or whatever. Yeah. And there's like, go! Yeah. And then like that dudes have clipboards. Like, how to do? That was like the beginning of the Rochambeau. All right. So we know you guys have to get going here. Um, a recurring thing we've been doing is we've been handing down a question from the previous guest oh, and so great. forth. So we earlier had – That sounds scary as yeah. hell. We met yesterday with Eric Valdez, who races in Continental Tire Series, and he was on a television show called General Hospital, yep. as well as Gilmore Girls and Get uh, out. Uh, Jarhead 3, the movie. Jarhead 3, which is coming out soon. I bet he's a handsome son of a bitch. He's a pretty good-looking dude. Yeah. yeah, He is the exact same age as me. But he's like to look at us, you'd think there's like a 15-year gap. Like it's really well, sad. Yeah, he's 18 years old. <laughs> um, so we didn't know if we were going to – see Paul Fanner or not. So we got him to ask a question for Paul and then a question for you. And because his question for you is pretty interesting, I figure I'll ask that even though Paul has okay. one for you as well. So Eric Valdez's question for you was, if you were to do something completely outside of the realm of cars and motorsports, what would it be? Would you be a survivalist off the grid, live off the land? He's asking because of the beard. 
hilarious. You've been in the woods with me before. How would you answer that? Rutledge doesn't camp. Coffee. There's um ten four. There's uh <laughs> not much of an outdoor. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that um the last thing that I heard on the subject of camping was okay. Look, guys. Uh, uh, as long as my tent says the Hampton Inn on the side, I'm good. <laughs> right. <laughs> that answers that perfectly. <laughs> I have, I, I, the, there's a real question in there. The, I would never be a survivalist. I like the outdoors. Patrick, my friend Patrick, we were talking about, he has been walking the Continental Divide. Oh, wow. And he had talked about walking the Appalachian Trail. I used to think that was the craziest idea sure. in the world. Now I get it that it's a pretty unbelievable yeah, it's a whole thing experience, to yeah. walk the East Coast mm-hmm. like that. Like I would, I would love that. Right. But I'm not going to do that. Sure, I'd watch the documentary. Yes. Yeah. But exactly. turns out I don't have six months to just go take a hike. But I, I love the idea. Um, I think a lot about what I would do outside of cars and TV because you know we. Uh, everybody at this table knows that, that there's certain careers that the moment you get in it, that, that clock is ticking. Right. And it's not that it's for your level of enjoyment. It's really the rest of the world's. And so for me as a dad, I talk with my girls constantly because as y'all know, like travel is just part of what we do. No one would really travel for work if they had to. Sure. Like that's a people. It seems so glamorous at first. Yes. And I had to point out that like I have a two best Western stay per season and we've pegged those out in the first two weeks of Top Gear. <laughs> so I'll just let y'all know there's going to be Hampton Inn. So, like, I don't need right. the four seasons. But Hampton Inn's your go-to. Hampton, I've never Hampton stated a bad Hampton right. Inn. Right, yeah, exactly. Right? Like, they're always just <laughs> the fine. The pillows are always good. <laughs> yes. They leave you the uh, the post-it note notes right. sometimes in the which are so cute. Yeah, it's nice of them, Because right? people don't know the difference between the four seasons and a Hampton Inn is is sheets and towels and pillows. Right. That's everything That's else. It. It's just yeah. four walls that I'm trapped in anyway. Sure. It doesn't make any difference. But a cookie. Yeah, and a well, oh, the, oh double tree the other night. How good mm. were those cookies? Oh, yeah. good. But I always tell my girls like, "Hey daddy, daddy's not going to be doing this forever, you know." And and so for me like I I spent probably 2 hours today cumulative thinking, "What car do I own that I could trade for a wrecker?" Like a rollback, and yeah. and then quietly start like a towing company. Right. But I realize that's still cars. I just <laughs> I I you got a problem. Man. When I finished school, I said I'm either I'm gonna go try this TV thing, and if it doesn't work, then I'm gonna go back to school and be like a high school counselor. Which would be awesome. At I would love it. Yeah. Right? She would be awesome and great and terrible, <laughs> all at the same time. Give you some life advice, kids. Yeah, Hampton Inn's are really where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. Kids. <laughs> get, here's what you do: get on Craigslist, find a job, sneak your way on television, have a great time. Get I'll a record. Need me. Start get a record service. Start a record service with shit cars. Yeah. No, but that's. I just always wanted. Is your dad to gonna sell that car? Hey, is your dad gonna <laughs> sell that yeah, car? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I'm telling you, a girl emailed me yesterday on Facebook and said that her dad, who's suffering dementia now, has 60 cars on his property, and some of them are tucked in the way in the woods, all this different stuff. She's like, what do I do? And I tried to help her as much as I could, and the whole time I just kept thinking, what part of Alabama? Yeah, where are you at? I'm How coming. F- like I, I, yeah. Maybe I have a minute. I right. could, like come check it out. But I, it's a Let disease. me know when you go. I want to go. Right? It yeah. would be so I much fun. I still want to go to that one dude's farm that's got all the trucks and everything. Up north? It's not too far from us. It's like Mentors or... Oh, my friend? Yeah. Rick Mentors? Yeah. Oh. He's got like the full farm with all yeah. the old cars on it. Oh, yeah. We'd love I to. Go check That's that where out. we get our Christmas trees. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to start. It's a great tradition. But I, I, I think I think I've, cars and... He laughs, but like cars and people are really all I know. And so if I don't do something in cars, it's got to be something with people. Right. But, 
I just want to make people smile. I'm an idiot. You do a good job with that. Thanks, man. So then uh, Paul Fanner, who, again, head yeah. of Racer Magazine, he first thing he asked, and I guess both of you can answer, is can you recommend a good place to eat near El Toro? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. I wouldn't say near. Where was the one place we went almost every day? Daytime or night? Let's say night. Okay, let's go with dinner, yeah. Oh, okay. There's two places. Well, wait. We're Like lunch-ish. Oh. Because that's where you're going during the – you're not going to stay in El Toro. Well, I guess you guys would be because you're we filming did. there. Yeah, when we were doing sucks. the studio, we stayed down there. Right. That's, okay. that's okay. not so bad. If we lunch, go to Irvine, it's the, okay. The yeah. best, yeah. best lunch place is hop on the 133, which is right off of El Toro. You take the 133 You take the, the 133 down. Oh, I would take the 405. Oh, Terry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, take the 133 down to the PCH. Turn left. Go up the hill, and on the right is a restaurant called Cliff's where you'll get a great cheeseburger overlooking Laguna on the water. Oh, that's where you took us. Yes. Wow. That is nice. That I've does been sound there. fantastic. Yeah. I've never okay. seen anything like that there. Yep. Tanner was Close. pumping drinks in me. Hello. Right. I'm just kidding. Then, you were uh, grabbing them from him? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Give me another one. Um, <laughs> turns out it takes three roofies to get uh, I'm get a big I'm a, I need a horse tranquilizer. At night. This is why I think you're creepy. Of all the references. It's not that I know Wham songs. No. No. Okay, good. I overlook that you know the words to every Wham song and the harmonies. Name one Wham song. I don't really know. Besides Wake You Up Before Me? There we go. That's it. That's like all I got. Yeah. That's hilarious. Their version of Last Christmas. Shut up. Yeah, that is. It is the best. Yeah. I'm sorry. Where is. Yeah. Sushi Plantation is the next one. Where is that? Sushi in that little strip plantation. Oh. That Sushi plantation. plantation is um it's south, 15 minutes from El Toro. Okay. Been on there. Avery Parkway. That's, you took me there, right? There's a new sushi place Ooh. that is awesome. It's called. It's a terrible name, but it was a chef from Sushi Plantation. It's very close to El Toro. <laughs> Don't know where exactly it is, but it's called um Etcetera, E T C, Etcetera Sushi, and uh. Yeah, go see Dale. One time. See Dale I, at the sushi place. Yeah. yeah one time <laughs> I saw Tanner vibing this girl. We won't mention any names. This is years ago. And I started, it was years ago. Yeah. I started this whole conversation. I was like, oh, so where you live? And she said, where she live? And I was like, oh, you got a, like, you got a, is there a good sushi place down there? And she said, I was like, oh, Tanner says this place is way better. He's like, we know the chef. It's like a whole thing. And so all of a sudden they start talking about it. And I was just, boom, I like, was a fan and of And I'm out. I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> and it started a whole thing. I was really proud of that one. You're a glorious wingman. Thank you. How yeah. old are your kids? Mine? Yeah. I have a 10-year-old daughter. Do you really? Yep. Seriously? Yep. I was t- totally joking. Mm-hmm. I met with the sushi chick. Oh. oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see yeah, how it pans out one day. It's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mine are 7, 5, and 19 months. It's crazy being a dad. It's like the craziest thing. That you're a dad. Ever. That you right? got a whole bunch of them. I, I laughed because I remember we went to a Halloween party. Rachel was pregnant. She was driving. And, you know, when you're when you're in a relationship and the other person is driving and you're, like, someone that travels for work a lot, if you know you're home and you're actually going to see, like, your closest friends, there is just nothing holding you back. It is like a free pass from the world. Yeah. And there I was dressed as Buddy the Elf on the side <laughs> of the highway puking <laughs> three different times on the What's way home. What's your favorite color? What's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> and I just, uh, I remember that. I was like, I'm about to be a dad, and I'm in tights <laughs> on the side <laughs> of the highway. That was a vomiting. dark, dark moment. Bye, rough buddy. time. Oh, man. A rough night. <laughs> good luck finding your dad. Oh, good luck finding your dad. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. 
Was there one? Was there one more question? Yes, there is. Okay. Uh, where do you shop for your clothes? Because you're always wearing flannel, so I think that was a joke there. Nice. Where'd you get your suit at the toilet store? Even the guy that can't talk said something. <laughs> really? No one? No one? I, so here's what happened. I always wore Western-like shirts, uh, especially working for country music television. Like, that was my go-to. West Mantooth. West Mantooth. Dorothy then Mantooth for years, a she's a saint. <laughs> I had that T-shirt. Did you really? It was really good. It. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. I, for years, working on, on Speed Channel, I made, like, my own Dickie shirts. Like, I always wanted to be really approachable. Yeah. Right? So I didn't want to wear... Like the fancy golf shirts or whatever, so I had a patch, like a little script that said "rut," and uh, and had my little speed stuff. So when I I got the gig on Top Gear, they're like, "Okay, and uh, just what do you uh, what do you plan on wearing?" And I said, uh, "I just wear t-shirts and jeans. This is what I look like all Pretty the time. Much this, right? Like yeah. I'm wearing this Casey's Speed Shop." They're like, "Yeah, you can't have logos. TV doesn't work like that. It's like it's got to be clear." And there's like a whole thing. And I was like, "Oh." Well, I guess I'll just wear one of these plaid Western shirts. And I'm like, okay, so that became like what right. I would wear, right? And now a lot of people think it's flannel, but yeah, I am not a tiny man, so I guarantee <laughs> I own one flannel, which is plaid. But plaid is a pattern, flannel is a fabric, right? See where I I'm like going? I like a little here? hand yeah. gesture that goes yeah. with it. So yeah, that's I wish why people could see this. That's why I say plaid is red. But so I just, <laughs> I now, um, I wear a lot of, lot of different Western wear shirts. So he comes to set. And the plaid shirt comes. It's almost in like a glass case. It gets handed. Oh, and they bring it in. Yeah, it There's like a security it's guard. It's on a hanger. It's, it's a briefcase with, yes. the, with the handcuffs so yes. in it. Yeah. Right. An attache? Until the very <laughs> last <laughs> second before we start shooting, and then the plaid goes on. And I was like, oh, that is, oh, my God, it's perfect match with your shoes. That's amazing. Like doves fly out <laughs> from behind you. <laughs> exactly. I pulled one out of the back of the closet because I knew we were going to get just mm. crap thrown mm -hmm. on us this week for something stupid. Mm -hmm. And I came out, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, that looks great. And I thought, I wore a shirt that I would, like, be okay with messing up. Maybe I should save this. <laughs> huh. Is there a wardrobe department? No, no man. Okay. We're on cable. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier than knowing there's, like, a sea of Polaroids of, like, the exact same flannel. Everywhere oh, my gosh, I wish. I've had the same nine T-shirts for five years now. Oh, it's sometimes. The, if you want to know, like, we are, Adam and Tanner, some of my closest friends now doing this for so many years. But so there have been days, like, this morning he was about to to walk out he's driving me here and, and drive me to the set because he lives here and I was like hey um, you can't wear those shoes <laughs> and he just looked at me he's like what do you mean I was like just telling you as a friend you need to change <laughs> okay alright okay he went back in got a different pair of shoes how's this that's great. Let's You'll be go. all right. Yeah. Sean <laughs> and I aren't quite there yet. <laughs> no, yeah, we're not. Like, sometimes you just got to be able, like, we were doing something today, and he was sitting on a car, and I watched a video the other day. He's got this awesome bin pack lift at his house. He was telling me about it. He's like, oh, you got to check out the, the video. So I'm watching on bin pack's website. Badass lift. Tanner looks like a toddler <laughs> the way he is sitting in this video. <laughs> and I said, dude, what was this about? He said, I, nobody said anything, man. I wish <laughs> you'd been there. It. Nobody said a word. I was just very comfortable. Yeah, no one was but there he's to correct sitting, me. But he's sitting like with one leg up and it, all you see is leg. He's in like short shorts. Right. He's in like Daisy Dukes out there. <laughs> so sometimes you just have to have that kind of honesty with like, the people dude, you care about. It. Yeah. I just, no one ever does that to me. Like no one ever be like, hey man, that shirt's a little tight on your man boobs. You gotta. <laughs> you show up. Else? You show up wearing the dance pants. Right. To me, I thought you looked great. Thank so I'm you. Not, I'm not helping. Yeah. And I was like, stop! I gotta get a picture of this. Tink. This is amazing. But tink. Yeah. That's a. That's a. That's how it goes sometimes. All right. Last part of the question. Great. What is your favorite type of racing series and why? 
Ooh. Favorite type of racing series and why? I'm going to have to give you a two-parter because okay. I, can't, I can't help it. It's okay. We have time. Good. Uh, <laughs> NASCAR number one because it, it has just provided so much – uh, joy and fun in my life over the years. I never, I never watched NASCAR growing up. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have a connection to it. I knew the names Petty and Earnhardt and uh, and Wallace. Right. I grew up in Birmingham, only knowing that twice a year there was traffic 45 minutes outside of town. That's Not sure all. Why. Like I was just in a pocket where people didn't didn't know it. And once you go out there, it's so easy. If you like cars and you like people who like fun. Just time of your life. Right. I get why people, like, I, I could watch. There are certain races that just sometimes don't move the needle. Mm -hmm. But I could go to any race that you guys are at, and I would sit and really enjoy myself. But there's other people who would look at that and be like, I don't get it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't get it. Most so, people. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's just kind of, it's, it's, there's always something different. There's always something for everybody. Um, so NASCAR is always going to be my number one. I think honestly, for me, because I I just love it and I and I know the people and it's so much fun. Formula Drift for me is probably number two, because I will be at a race watching or being a part of our you know Xfinity coverage on a Saturday night, and then as soon as it's done, I get on the little drift stream and I try right. to watch this. For whatever reason, a successful racing series has the worst ability to watch it. It's it's theirs. Right. They know. They can't really do anything sure, about sure. it because they're in the middle of nowhere. But like watching Formula D, it is so much fun to see those cars hang out the way they do and, and you know, to watch guys like Forsberg and, and Ryan Turk and Vaughn getting there's so many good guys that are out there that I feel like these are my homies. Like I'm just watching dudes. But nothing compares to, to getting to run uh, in the Toyota Pro Celebrity Race, th th this year was number four for me, four in a row. Getting to be on that track at Long Beach, like, yeah, I don't know if you have that same feeling. When I ride around there, and Tanner did it. Tanner gave me all sorts of pointers about it. And then when I sucked the first year, he was the first person to call me and be like, well, dude, you sucked out there. What was that? <laughs> and I'm like, it for me, it took it took people – it took me winning the pro celebrity race for people to realize, like, I'm not a terrible driver. Because sure. I will tell people, like, Tanner is one of the best drivers I've ever seen in the world. And I spend time with great drivers all over the place. And I, I, there's no question he's a much better driver than me. But I'm not that bad. But it took me winning that race for people to like, oh. Oh, I guess he's all right. I guess when you stand next to, like, you know, Claudia Schiffer, you kind of look ugly. Like, yeah, no crap. Yeah, weird. <laughs> right? So, like, that's my – Tanner's my Claudia Schiffer, if that's – God, I hope that's her name. That's an old reference for you. Do you I remember? She was a model. <laughs> I get it. You, you know what I mean. So <laughs> that's a quote we're using to promote. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? Tanner's but my man, Claudia being Schiffer. on that track, <laughs> <laughs> Tanner's my Claudia Schiffer. That's the name of this one. <laughs> being on that track in 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 a city that comes together the way that Long Beach does. And you know, I'm not a California guy. ATL for life. Dude, it's, I've never seen anything like that. It is That was amazing. my first time this year, and I was blown away. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, like, right? No one had ever explained to me. They do like six series in a weekend. And yeah, they had the drift thing a week before. They shut the thing down for two and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah, the big, like. Where are you going to do that? What's it, Party on Pine or whatever yeah. it is? Or whatever. That's amazing. Yeah, amazing yeah, to walk around there yeah. during the IndyCar race. Stuff. Yeah. Dude, yeah. half the people don't know there's a race going on. Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. the hell else could promote something the way that Long Beach does? and just You can't see it. When right. you walk around, yeah, yeah, you just hear it under the bridge. Yeah, no one ever told me how crazy it was, and with the amount of people that came through the, because we're in the conference or, or the uh, 
you know, the trade hall or whatever. Right. It is. Yeah, it looks and, like the aquarium. Yeah, and yeah. I couldn't believe the amount of people that are walking through, and I'm like looking at all my guys, like, why aren't we handing out? Right. Like, this yeah. is the most people we're going to see all year, hands yeah. down. It's yeah. amazing. Well, I got to say, I've been going every year since I came down to college in '97, <laughs> and the pro celebrity race is by far the highlight for most people who Super go there. Super fun. Yeah, yeah. It is yeah. absolutely fun to just sit in the grandstands and watch. So. You've been endless amounts of entertainment. Thanks. Eric Valdez, who we had yeah. lunch with yesterday, yeah. he, I think, is going to be in it next year. Yeah, he was up for it oh, this no year way. and couldn't do it. Yeah. And so next year. So he's actually a decent little racer, so you're oh, going to have some awesome. competition. Yeah. But I think you can take him. I, I have th – the people that I've met doing that and the relationships made uh, – the reason that I have an agent now is because two of the people that I raced with there was, uh, was Bill Fickner and Kim Coates pulled oh, me aside, yeah. and they were like, hey, man – you you have to do something about this. You're good at whatever this is. You <laughs> right. need to do more of <laughs> that. Can't figure you out. But you is, this, is this the guy that I've met a few times, like on Hot Rod? Um, no, Bill Fickner. Bill Fickner, you'd recognize yeah, him. Yeah, William Fickner, amazing actor. Kim Coates was in. Um, no, no, your agent. I mean. Oh, you met him at the race. Yeah, he came with me. And he's been at like I've seen him in the airport. Mark and, stuff and Marla. Yeah, have yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, you're thinking of my my manager. That's Adam. Yeah, Adam. Adam that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Also happens to be my brother-in-law. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Works out very well that nice. way. When I did the um, celebrity race, it was uh, they said it was the most damage they'd ever had in the celebrity race. Which year was that? Was that the FR it, or the Celica? I don't remember. What no, year you were it was. in the TC still. It was okay. in the TC, and it was um, I, some of the players, like Keanu Reeves and uh, I think uh, Adam Carolla was in there, and Jimmy there a bunch Vassar. Of Jimmy Vassar. Oh, so the racers were tough that year. Yeah, that's it was like Steve a solid. Millen. Yeah. Jimmy Vassar had won there eleven times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it was it wasn't like a drag racer and then a BMX biker, right? right. As the pros, but anyway, it was, you're a pro, right? You're in the pro class. Now? I am now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Ironically, <laughs> look, at this guy. look at you two, yeah. and I'm like, I'm yeah. It was the most amazing experience. We did five laps and of uh, clean racing, and you know, Vassar and Steve Millen and I had a deal. We were going to go bumper to bumper until we got through the celebrities and then race it out and we all had qualified within a couple tenths and everything was pretty even and uh right away steve millen tried to take us both out and turn <laughs> so uh it didn't work out so vassar and i just tunneled through everybody and we got into kind of maybe the second or third overall i guess and then uh in and at that time when i watched the television broadcast the announcer said wow this is the cleanest Celebrity race we've ever had. This is great, you know, and then hit the fan. Right. <laughs> and then uh, it's like in the same lap, Tony Hawk rips a corner off of turn six, I think it is, and then uh, the BMX biker uh, puts it in turn seven, and then there – or it's turn eight, and then there's um, uh, a, a, like a 15-year-old pop singer – uh, Rex in turn one and the auction. Oh, yeah. The auction guy T bones yeah. him at like 65 miles an hour. Right. You that, see his head like pop out yeah, the window. Yeah. And then the auction winner keeps driving, pulls oil all the way around until the car catches on fire, burns to the freaking ground. Yeah. So now, now we're in this double yellow. <laughs> the smoke is like hovering in the fences. There's like this Gregorian chant going as we're driving around slowly. All these people are like holding their necks. Right. Like, oh, Tony right. Hawk is like dazed. And I mean, it was the most insane single lap, five cars total. Right. And so they, they're like, all right, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna just. Push it out for just a, you know, I, I can't remember. I think they gave us two laps. We're going to do two laps, and then that's checkered flag. And then that's when Vassar got dirty, and it, it all went to hell. And we, we came in. Oh, first of all, when they threw the yellow, Adrian Brody, who I know you've been, must have raced against every year. He is crazy. It was, it was double yellow. We were going <laughs> we were going 30 miles an hour down the straightaway for, like, 
30 seconds. Right. Just forever. Burr, forever. And you just hear this. Meep, meep. <laughs> <laughs> he passes the whole lineup and then realizes, oh, it's yellow and tucks in like in second place. And right. Just stayed right there. Yeah, Don't worry. There. He still didn't win. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't. So we came into turn one. Uh, Vassar, being the master that he is, goes in and outbreaks whoever it was but stayed next to him. Just, so just enough so I couldn't follow him right, through. Right. So now I've got uh, Sean William Scott. Scott. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stifler. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Between um, – no, no, no. It wasn't Sean William Scott. It was um, – who, who married Megan uh, from Transformers? You're talking, you're talking about Megan Fox's husband. Oh, uh, right. Brian Austin, Austin Green. Yeah, Brian Austin Green. <laughs> so it's Vassar, Brian Austin Green, and myself. When we come into the fountain, I go into the oil, and – Zero point zero breaks. I go almost under Brian Austin Green, throw him into Vassar. Vassar goes crashing <laughs> into the tires, <laughs> bounces out still in first place. Brian Austin Green pulls over and is like, go right ahead, right. a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> you almost killed me. Just go. Yeah. And so uh, then I followed Vassar, and we finished bumper to bumper and then didn't win. And you did win, so good on you, brother. Hey, thanks. But it's a it's an amazing race, so I hope it keeps going on for years and years. Me too. Yeah, didn't <laughs> great. Didn't Vassar? Weren't you guys out kind of late the night before? I, I tried to drink them under the table, which f you failed. Super fail. Everybody. He I, owns a winery. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. At the time, I was working with P. Um, uh, I was working with uh, PT Paul Tracy on Supercars Exposed, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Battle of the Supercars, and uh, I told him I was like, oh, yeah, I got Vassar here. We're going through Jack and Cokes like crazy. And he's like, that's a bad idea. You know that he's not feeling any of it. And I was like, I don't know. I think it's working. And zero. Like, we're first thing in the morning. Positivity. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> so I'm going to get him. Looking on the bright side. Yeah. He so was, hungover, uh, they go for qualifying. Faster goes out, lays one lap down, pulls it back in. He's like, I'm good. Still had the pole. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. Foot yeah. lays yeah. down He's one like, heater. I race champ it. car. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big deal. I raced with Lil Al this year, and yeah. Lil Al, I, he, I swear he didn't break a sweat. Because when you're the king of the beach, he's won there six times in IndyCar. Guess what? Just slow him down. It's not like the line is different for him. Like right. he, It's like slow motion. Compared yeah. To the stuff he's I mean, driven. just yeah. it couldn't have been easier. And I, oh, shit, it was, a, it was amazing. He's going to be my teammate in the 25 Hours of Thunder Hill this year no in way. that little Honda prototype. Oh, dude, it's yeah. going to be so much yeah. fun. He is such a good guy. He, th The best thing that happened when he, I'm sorry, he was two years ago. We said it was me, him, and Kyle Petty. And we said, hey, whoever wins awesome let's meet right after the checkers and let's go to this big place in the backstretch and we'll do donuts and he's sure. like okay he and kyle were neck and neck the whole time i was with them for the first two laps and they drove through like they had never met any of the other people we were racing with. <laughs> and i know we've got to have dinner with them. right yeah. and i'm like Ooh, i'm not gonna put i'm not gonna put you know this famous actor into the wall just to follow you guys i'll just catch up right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was delusional, and that's the difference between me and a real race car driver. Is that I was like, "Oh, I'll totally catch yeah, back." That's fine. Them. You're yeah. not. They're gone. They are checked out. I don't see them again until the end of the race. But the last corner, they're going around it, and Kyle just stuffs it in Al's door, and they are laughing. Of course, when yeah. you watch in car, just two old men just laughing at each <laughs> other as they both go down to the start finish. Al wins. We finish. We meet over there. We do these huge donuts, and that's how the video coverage ends. Right. And so Al goes to Victory Lane, does his pictures. We go back to the little compound, and Al comes over with this huge smile on his face and runs up to Kyle and I. He's like, 
I have never done donuts after winning anything in my life. That's the coolest thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, we just did donuts in an FRS, and, and Al Hunter Jr. is telling us. That, How like, cool it is. Yeah, right, right. like okay, <laughs> and even like even for Kyle, who we like, we laugh at like his. It's just his dad, but turns out the king is is amazing. Like yeah. trying to win seven, like that. Still for for Kyle's like that was Al Jr. Yeah, like, we're this is a dude that I've grown up yeah. with. Like he was the me of IndyCar. Right. Like this is what a cool thing. Yeah. Like it's just it's the best time, most fun I've ever had in a car. For sure, is doing that pro celebrity race. Awesome. Last year was my first time kind of seeing it live. And uh, I was walking under the tunnel, which is kind of down the back straight away from kind of like where our concession or yeah. our uh, hospitality was, kind of where your paddock was, sure. actually. And I'm walking back under, and this is in the race, and you come by, and your car looks like, okay. And then the next three cars that come by all look like they hit a brick wall at like yes. 40 miles an hour, backed up and kept going. Crab like walls are all crammed in. I'm like, what the? F- what happened? It's and you're brutal. just like gone. Like I told, I told uh, uh, the drag racer, Antron yeah, Brown. Yeah. I told Antron, hey, I'm coming for you. We can't, we can't, it, it doesn't matter what happens until that flag. So I'm with you. We'll do whatever. I'll stick with you. Stick with me. Lap nine, let's go for it. Because same thing, you can't win until you get at least relatively close. Like, I, right. it doesn't matter. And he didn't believe me. <laughs> he did not trust me. And I saw, we were passing the start finish line. And you know, sometimes you can see wrecks happening in slow motion. It's happened to me each time in that race. And I just know enough of, of I've done enough stupid stuff in a car to know when to lift just a hair. And and he really won oh, the spot. Right. And so I, I waved yeah. him around me. And Willie Galt, NFL player, is going into turn one. And you know, turn one is a bitch. If you if you miss that braking zone wrong, there's just tires or you're gonna keep yeah. going by that tow truck. Yeah. And it's Willie bumpy. Galt, he I don't I don't think he hit the brakes until the hundred foot mark. And so at that point, it's really just how much smoke are you going to make right before, before you, you hit the tires. So he <laughs> rails the tires. Antron has pulled around me at this point, and I'm seeing it, so I'm I'm starting to slow up. He The recoil on Willie's car is so bad, he hits two other cars going back. Bats him back out. One yeah. of them, he crabs the – he, like, uh, uh, cases the lower control arm of the back, so that car is now crab walking. The other car is Antron, who didn't – he just wasn't paying attention. He was watching the braking and not, like, seeing this entire shit storm <laughs> happening. So he, because he didn't believe me and say we couldn't win, he stuffs it into him. Hood is up yeah. to the windshield, right. smoke going everywhere, and he doesn't stop. Yeah, he just keeps going. So I'm now trying to dodge all of them, and, like, I'm next to him, and all I can think to do is hit the horn. Like, <laughs> like that's hey. going to do anything. Hey. As like, dude, I'm still here. I didn't – let, just let me go. Because two FRSs, one, one that's smoking and the hood is up to the windshield – going towards the fountain turn, moves at the same speed as mine, which has hit nothing. Right. You're so I'm just like, come on, dude. Don't put me in the fountain. You can't even see. That's it was funny. just so like 30 seconds later, I'm eating an ice cream, walking under the bridge, and I'm like, oh, cool, Rutledge. What? What happened? Like what everybody's all smashed What happened up. to everyone else? Quick, A quick glimpse into the origins of that series. If you there's – a, there's a video on iTunes. It's um, called Once Upon a Wheel. And it's uh, it's Paul Newman narrates it. It's super old school. It's from the late 70s. And in part of the story, it's only about a 30-minute little short film. They uh, they do celebrity race. It's a 914s. It's out <laughs> at California Speedway. Uh, Governor Reagan is, like, officiating it huh. and everything. Um, it's really cool. It's, like, one of the first celebrity races that has carried on all the way this time until now. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Once Upon a Wheel? Once Upon a Wheel. That's cool. Definitely looked that up. 
Yeah. Welcome back to Obscure Videos with Tanner Faust. Yeah. <laughs> one time. You know it takes three roofies to get this one to fall down. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> the third one's kicking in right now, I think. <laughs> Took a dart in the neck, man. <laughs> you have something else. I can no, tell now you. Now yeah. you, you have to ask a question. Oh, great. So uh, tomorrow we're meeting up with Marshall Pruitt, who's uh, yeah. one of the most you know well-known journalists in sports car racing and, and IndyCar, as well as other forms of motorsports. Writes for Racer Magazine, Car and Driver, or Road and Track. Yeah. Also has a beard. Also has a great beard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was a team manager when I did 25-hour of Thunderhill yeah. in a turbocharged yeah. Scion. Who did you drive for? Fun. For him. What was the team name? Did you drive with a guy named Don Gardner? Dan Don. Dan Don. Dan Don. Maybe. Was he one of the drivers? Probably. It was, I remember it was. Um, Short, bald guy, knew God, more than you. so terrible with names. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, this I'm was already long, excited watching you try to come up with these names. This was a long time ago, but Varsha, his son. Yeah. Matt, yeah. We actually it? interviewed Bob. Okay. Oh, cool. So yeah. Bob's son God, is one of them. he's got great hair, doesn't he? It came up. He yeah. was sponsored by Molecule. Yeah, Matt yep. Russia. Yep. yep. And um, and then I don't uh, I don't remember the other guys. Okay, so maybe it wasn't Dan Don then. Doesn't sound right. Is Bob still in Atlanta. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They're Very actually thinking about moving. You can yeah. listen to if it if on you our podcast. To I will. Yeah. Where's he going to move? Uh, what do you say? Charleston was an yeah, option. Yeah, there's a few things discussed. Charleston yeah. sounded very likely. It's nice. I tried to get Tanner to move. To it's not going to work. To Atlanta. I don't know. It's not going to work. He nice. loves the town. We have a good time here. Because you're in Orange County, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not far from here. Hour and a half. So, Marshall Pruitt, we're going to be having uh, lunch or something with him tomorrow. Anything you could think to ask him? I would like to know how he conditions his beard, because Rhett's pretty big on beard conditioning. Feel this. Feel this. I put a little... I put a little Ow! What's your problem, <laughs> man? <laughs> he immediately started smelling it. How many did you get? How many hairs is Odd that? Odd or even. No. I play this game with my dad. You're going to just, whatever I say, you're going to say it's the opposite. So we're sprinkling more. the hair out on the pizza box. Yeah, who wants some pizza? I put some conditioner in earlier. You're, you I all, you always make me smell your beard hair. Yeah. Well, I don't get what that's about. Hey, don't know if you guys have plugs. Mybeardandcompany.com. Lovely people. Beard and Co. It's his husband and wife. And <laughs> our, our makeup, our makeup lady on NBC, that. No. our makeup lady on NBC said, "Hey, you got to check these people out." And I was like, "I don't know. I just use conditioner. Like, keep it real." <laughs> I looked on there; they had all these great oils and stuff, and so I've been using it, and it's delightful. <laughs> so that's why I'll, I will often ask you to smell my beard, as I want to see if you can tell. Like, you know, today I use like there's one that's like Arctic mint, but it just smells minty. I don't know. Not Arcticy. Not really. I no, don't know what minty. Arctic smells like. It's cold, I would guess. We've been to Fresh. Iceland. Fresh. It was cold there. We had squid ink pasta in Iceland. I'm sorry. you got to come up with a question for Marshall. Okay, I would yeah. want to know what has been his favorite. If he had to name one race that was his favorite race of all time that he was able to, to watch or enjoy or, or talk about, what was it and where? And it doesn't have to be big. Like, hell, it could have been Newman winning at Lime Rock. It could be anything. But mm -hmm. uh, do you see that? I assume you guys saw the, the – Driven or whatever. The documentary that, that, that Corolla put together. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that awesome? Winning or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was great. Good. Fantastic. Yeah. Made me want to race a Datsun 510 even more than I already do. <laughs> right. Which is why I have one if you need one. Do I got, you? I got to spend oh. a weekend with Paul when I was about 11. He was racing Lotuses in what is at the time was Bridgestone Supercar, which is World Challenge yeah. now. And my dad was his team manager when he ran the, Lot You're the Lotuses. Kidding. So we drove a small truck and trailer from Atlanta to Connecticut and stayed at his house with his wife Joanne Woodward and like they bought me Legos and That's like awesome. I ate breakfast with them every morning and like we had a whole weekend of it and I have an, uh, on my wall at home I have like a original Lamar the movie Lamar 
mm-hmm. uh, movie poster that's framed, and then next to it is a Lotus Elan. Remember that car? Yeah. They had booklets that came in the glove compartment, and that was the car that was like the hot sell at the time. And so mm-hmm. he signed to Ryan, the hot kid on the block, Paul Newman, 93 or something, 92. And so I have his autograph. He doesn't, awesome. he doesn't give autographs. That's the coolest thing yeah. ever. So, like, I got Steve McQueen and then Paul Newman on the wall. That should that probably awesome. be in your racing bio. I think it is, actually. Okay, it should be. Yeah. Like, it should be, it? like, you right underneath race remember? car driver, <laughs> and then it should be that amazing Got story. Holy with cow. Legos. Yeah. So, yeah, that was I was really excited to see that. So, a nice that documentary about Legos on the plane on Delta on the way out here. Is it, like, Brickland or something? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Fantastic. Yeah. should watch Did that. you see the Lego movie? Did I see the Lego movie? <laughs> I, my life, I basically wake up singing Everything is Awesome. Everything is great man. when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome. Go sports. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. That's me. So That is so much me. Go sports team. All right. I would, yeah, can, I would want to know what they're what, – but also, here's the other thing I would want to know. Oh. Anything else? If he could have been <laughs> in any race ever, like separate from that, if he could pick one racing series that he could have – had a legitimate shot. Like, I remember my second, third year working in NASCAR, I said publicly, if someone would pay for me to be in an ARCA car for a year and give me a shot at this, I will walk away. If it doesn't work out, you won't ever have to see me again. I won't show up on TV. I'll just go disappear because I loved watching it so much. And then I realized, like, one dude out there might be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Here's let's a check. check. Yeah, yeah, let's sign his death wish for yeah, him. Yeah, if you don't, if you <laughs> can make it out of ARCA alive, you'll hey. escape with your life. Not everybody does. Do you have yeah. a question for him? Mm-mm. I wanted to know about the beard Yeah, that's right. I didn't know if that's a big yeah. thing. No, I, mean, I got it. Unless you wasted guys. your question. I mean, you know, I want to know if I ever decide to grow. Because, I mean. I, I also told Tanner he had to shave his 15-year-old mustache this morning before we went to work. I was like, is that, are you. Is that a thing? Are you growing Or that? are you just being lazy? You, yeah, what is what is that? We had lunch with Patrick Long, the factory Porsche driver, the yeah. other day. And he lives in Venice. Venice area, yeah. And, and, you know, he's a Porsche factory guy, so he's very straight-laced and, like, sure. buttoned down and everything. But because we're at, we went to the Deus Ex Machina shop, which is like a cafe racer. Oh, cool. Coffee shop. And it's just badass. He's got like his, you know, his SoCal outfit on. He has a little ginger mustache. That's like a day growth. Yeah. And we're both like, that's the first thing I said. I'm like, sad. so let's talk about it. What's up with that mustache? <laughs> like, yeah. is that a thing? Right. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, I can see when you whistle. So <laughs> <laughs> it gets thicker. It's like the hairs align a little tighter. And then all of a sudden it's how do, dark. How does it work? Yeah. <laughs> see that? Yeah, really good. It's a thing. This has been delightful. We seriously appreciate you guys taking the time. I know you had a long day. That's why I was so much like, hey, if you can't do it, don't worry about it. If but this part makes it in, um, for people that don't know and you're just listening, it's just four dudes sitting on a patio at a hotel talking for six hours, and it's going to be 12 <laughs> minutes when you're all done. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be able to work this down to 12 minutes somehow? No. No. Okay. Yeah, Maybe an hour. Good. Do you have a name for this? Dinner with Racers. Oh. This is, you know what? Then here, you didn't even eat. You don't have to eat the pizza. That's no, no, no. You uh, it's your anything. beard hair it's that's on it. Yeah, but let's say no, no. It's the, it's over here. You're here. safe. Mm. I will buy that. I don't oh, want to be disingenuous. I don't want to be liars. Just have a oh, th- oh no! Nope, don't put the pizza in the microphone. That makes good genius. radio. <laughs> that's better. Are mm. you gonna finish that? That's where the beard hairs went. Whoa! Mm. That's where the beard hairs. That's cold. We've been out here for a little while. <laughs> I said, Tanner, I got. We just want to come hang with me. It's only going to take a few minutes. Just gonna hang out with some friends. Okay, sure. Well, the first Can thing Sean says, like, oh, Tanner looks tired. Like he's probably not going to want to do this. 
I was like, I wonder. That's a ten thirty at night. Yeah. Rutledge just doesn't want to be alone with us, so he's <laughs> like, dude, you gotta help me out here. I just like, I just like hearing not stories. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Not Boy, as far as you know, that's not how how. Hey, thanks for having this. Yeah, no. thank you guys. Our pleasure. Thanks a lot for coming. I'm damn glad to know you. I believe in Orange. I appreciate that. Much love to Continental because they use. That's who we get to use on the show. Yeah. And so anytime we're off road, we're running Generals, running Continentals on the street stuff. They're great people. And most importantly, they love you. They do. It's weird. And I do as well. Aww. Is Pierre on the team? Don't Cl try to bing? get. Don't try to get real. I was just trying to be sweet. Sorry, we're I know you're rapping. Now you're gonna get We were having a moment. Yeah. It's gone. What a dick. No, not. That's no, a no. No, I basically. Oh. Shit. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> awesome pizza. I'm kind of the new Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> That's good timing, folks. Uh, say hi to PD for me. I will. I definitely will. <laughs> Thank you. And we're out. Continental's got the check. I'm finished. And that is what an evening with Tanner Faust, Ryan Eversley, and Rutledge Wood is like. Hope you enjoyed, and glad the rat didn't get us. One quick personal note, when this whole thing was over, anyone who knows me knows I'm not known for being the most affectionate guy, and Rutledge Wood comes over, and he's like, Sean, give me a hug, I'm a hugger. And I gotta say, it was a nice hug. So continuing our tradition of introducing a few bands that uh, we're all fans of, uh, we're gonna present to you uh, another friend of mine, Paul Lax, and his group, Icy Hawks in LA. Um, Icy Hawks have been around for actually a long time. If you look them up on iTunes, it is the words I-C-S-E-E, -E, Hawks in L.A. Very cool mix of sort of country and bluegrass and rock and a few other styles. Uh, and this is one of my favorite songs that they, uh, that they put out called Wonder Valley. Enjoy. I like rock and rock garden. I like to watch materials harden. Well, the desk where again, the motel sits, just past the marine base. He said this is a nice little region, but stay away from Wonder Valley. Wonder Valley. Wonder Valley. It's
Like a girl.